0: Hey, check it out. Everybody check it out. Let's all check it out. Why not? Why not check it out? Hey, today we watch Making Contact 1985 by Roland Emmerich, who made an okay Godzilla movie that's a lot better in retrospect than it was when I first saw it. And this movie's not that. It's about a dummy and a kid and psychic powers and there's a hamburger and Darth Vader's there for some reason. And it's very hard to explain, but we'll try our best. Yay! i think i think that was a real banger
1: i love that godzilla movie so much
0: this is such a digression but like when the when already the, the the legendary godzilla movies came out it really made me appreciate the roland Emmerich godzilla movie a lot more because at least
2: it's trying to be fun instead of trying to be depressing anywho I will say this. I've not seen the Emmerich Godzilla movie since it was in the theaters. And my friend and I watched it with our bright shining little faces slowly turning to looks of gobsmacked horror at this nine and a half hour fucking (laughs) nut parade where there's like baby Godzilla eggs and Jean Reno is just like, where can I get real coffee? And, uh, yeah I guess if it's good, maybe I'll watch it again. I didn't care for those legendary movies. Uh, the first two I will say this Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong. I thought that mm-hmm. was super goddamn sweet. best of uh, best of that pile. I didn't see Skull yeah. Island. Oh Skull Island's the actual best. Oh yeah, I liked that Kong a lot. I liked how they opened Kong versus Godzilla basically like with him just chilling out listening to what should be the big Lebowski soundtrack. <laughs> like that should have been that Shalala song when he was just like, I'll just yeah. love hanging out and eating giant bananas or whatever the fuck I'm doing. It's true.
0: Anyway, um, as you can, as our, Oh, um, I, I will explain. So our podcast is actually not talking about Godzilla movies. Unfortunately, our yet. podcast is yet. Well, I mean, well, I'm sure we'll look, I'm on this podcast. We'll get to one. At least myself, Anna Wasserman, and my friends Corey Andrew Dickinson and Joshua Kagan are here to check it out. Every, every, every podcast, one of us picks a film that the other two haven't seen or have forgotten seeing uh, and causes them to watch it, and then we talk about it. This time, it was my choice, and I chose the 1985 film Making Contact, directed by Roland Emmerich, which I vaguely <laughs> remembered watching when I was a child, possibly when I was staying in a condo in Oxnard while my sister had chickenpox. And I remembered almost nothing of it. And it was driving me crazy because I'm like, okay, there's a kid. He has a dead mom. Bullies make fun of him. He talks to his dead mom on the phone and he has psychic powers or something. And it, most of what I remembered was basically wrong. And I was like, Josh. Josh, you you know
2: about movies. Here's my vague description of this. Do you know? And Josh was like, Mah. Nope. I I went to my friend Dave Melito, who's smarter than all three of us put together when it comes to this shit. He was like, I don't know. It vaguely, <laughs> I was like, You there is a Twilight Zone episode? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. And I think it's one of those like Richard Matheson classics where it's just like there's a mm. dead grandpa and a kid talks to him on his toy phone. So, but like, but no, it not only is it this. It is, and not only is this a Roland Emmerich movie, this is uh, this is literally being toured across uh, the United States of America right now with the Mystery Science Theater live show. Mm-hmm. Um, they're 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 selling out masked stadiums and theaters and what? Probably not stadiums. Stadiums? Why the fuck not? Uh, but it's sitting around cracking wise robot style at this, and uh, after watching it, I gotta say, I I, I I don't I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's that bad of a movie. I, I'm going to say this easily, without a second doubt, until my dying day, my favorite Roland Emmerich movie. <laughs> fair, fair, fair enough.
0: <laughs> so anyway, this was tormenting me. I actually have a bunch of like old film manuals that I got at a library book sale. And I was going through all the ones from the 80s trying to find it. And one morning I I was getting up. I was having breakfast and all of a sudden my brain was like, how about making contact? And I'm like, <laughs> I checked IMDB. And I'm like, all right, good job brain. It's great. And then I, and then I ordered a copy off of, off of Amazon. And I determined that as soon as possible, I was going to force Josh and Corey to watch it for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, when I watched it, there was almost nothing about it that I remembered. Uh, some of the things that I thought I remembered were correct, but I did not have a sudden like flashback to my youth or anything. I was just like, "All right, so yeah, let's uh, maybe." I guess let's get started. Corey, do you wanna? Do you have any? Uh, uh
1: my notes. Thoughts? We watched the Blu-ray version. Ooh. Which is a re-release with upgraded effects. I don't oh. know what the originals looked like versus this, but it was it was nice. And uh, the Wikipedia article is very, very short. Yeah. The movie's from West Germany and was released there as Joey. Yes. This is... Wait, no! No! I did not (laughs) know Roland Emmerich's German. I know. No, it
2: can't be. This movie was obviously shot in Virginia Beach, America, starring very American actors who spoke American and loved American movies like Return of the Jedi. And
0: certainly were not all overdubbed in any way, shape or form.
2: So... I, every time I watch a movie that's not necessarily well-regarded, I you know, you try and look for, like, what was the fatal flaw? And sometimes it's everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is not one of those cases, though, because I propose the movie looks fucking great for the time and the budget that they had. Great I good. actually think the music is pretty good. I think the special effects are pretty good. I think the movie's biggest failure point is that they decided that it was for export and had to set it in pretend America and dub it with pretend American voices because Mm -hmm. that instantly made it stupid. I think one of the big failure points in a lot of European genre filmmaking, is when they go, We got to sneak this into America and we got to trick everybody into thinking that this is mm. an American movie. Fulci did it all the time. Now, those were like uh, House by the Cemetery and uh, Gates of Hell and uh, a couple of others, uh, you know, all shot in the States, the exteriors anyway. And it's just like you're watching it and you just know that something's a miss. Hmm. And th- I think if this was a German movie shot in a German neighborhood with German kids and like, they just did it like that. I think we'd be talking about it very differently, but it's a weird dubbed mess. Yeah. Also the studio, uh new line, uh, not new line, uh new world, new world, uh late of uh, Roger Corman founded that company, but he was, mm. uh, uh, he was off the books uh, by the time this came out. They also cut 20 minutes out of it.
0: Ah. Yeah. It is surprisingly short.
2: Yeah, it is. We it's we cut it short. That's you only get an 80 minute movie that
0: way. Very dense.
1: My impression of this film was that uh, Roland Emmerich saw Star Wars and liked it a lot and decided to make a Hollywood fan film. I (gasps) He just loved E.T. and Star Wars so yep. much. And Poltergeist. Colin Emmerich saw every, kids,
0: every popular movie with kids between the years of 1980 and 1984 and decided
2: that he was going to make one too. I will say this. There's not a goddamn thing wrong with it. Everybody True. took a swing at trying to be Spielberg slash Amblin in the 1980s. This is, if nothing, one of the more successful ones. It's not Good. I will put that out there. But it is, as far as, like, not great movies go, it's super goddamn enjoyable. On YouTube, you can find the hour and 40-minute German version with subtitles. Hmm. Subs, not dubs, Hmm. yo. I didn't watch that before the podcast because I'm bad at this, but I'm gonna at some point, and maybe we can do an addendum, uh, Hmm. because I feel like seeing it in its own language with whatever got hacked out, might make it a more cromulent experience Fair. all right well
0: let's let's get started so we start out with some opening titles uh the music is like starts out sounding kind of like ghostbusters music and then moves into more spielbergian music and then we see a funeral it's joey's dad is dead we never find out why i don't think he's just dead
2: yeah he uh, died of not being alive
1: i, I think he he was Torn from his wife's bosom. <laughs>
2: yes. Oh, God. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank you, Father uh, TMI. I don't <laughs> I need to know that. Yeah, the, the priest is uh, is being very like, left his son an orphan and ripped from his mother's bosom and blah, blah, blah. By the way, this is the cold open of the movie and all great fantasy children's films start with a very dour funeral yeah the funeral ends and then everybody walks by joey and his mom and they all shake his hands like good game good game good game like it's i've (laughs) never seen that i asked jen about that i'm
0: like why are like what is this and she and i've like i've seen receiving lines at weddings but not at funerals and apparently some funerals have a receiving line
2: yeah maybe i mean and again Mm -hmm. and this is like a Anybody, any of our, uh, any of our German buddies who are listening to this, maybe there is different protocol at German funerals. That's one of those things that it's just like, maybe there are things that just culturally don't make sense to America. And walking by and good gaming the two, good grief, good grief. You know, high five, pat <laughs> on the ass. Oh, yeah, so it's just it's just real sad. Mm-hmm. I will say this also because I was surprised by this. It's obviously not an American film because no American film in 1987 would have that. This is going to be a weird thing to say. There are. Oh, I we,
0: think I know what you're talking. And about. we
2: never we never see them again in the movie. But there's a lot of black people as extras, and it's just like yes, you hired. Why well, they're just? I mean, it's like okay. not. It's not okay. It's I wouldn't say that racism ended that day, but it's just like <laughs> oh, they just why it's a spielberg type movie that acknowledges that other people besides white people exist? Okay.
0: I have a theory about this. Can't wait. My theory is that they... Ra- not rounded up. The theory is that they hired... <laughs> they hired consensually some black extras. Uh, because they're like, we need Even to make you're sure correcting that made it sound terrible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> because they wanted to make sure it looked like it was set in America where there are black. People. I buy that. Because it is really weird and jarring because like joey's family is super white and then there's like this group of black people there and i'm like are they from are they friends from work why i just it's
2: it's i mean listeners there doesn't have to be a reason it's a
1: little off it does look like they're going to be there for a reason it it does make like a big deal of showing them everybody
0: at this funeral who is not joey and joey's mom is not in the rest of this film (laughs) also true aside from the classroom scenes Classroom scene Anyway This is absolutely The scene with the most people in it Oh no wait I forgot about
2: I forgot about All the scientists later Okay
0: This oh, is yeah. one of the few scenes Where there are a lot of people in, Around sort
2: of like five Besides Act 3 Which turns into A Where's Waldo picture Which <laughs> turns going, into The end there. of BT
1: Yeah Yes
2: mm-hmm. Well l- Yes literally So then we get The opening credits Dun 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 dun, dun. Extremely Making dull. contact Dun 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 And it's like Yes it's like
1: It's It's Jan Williams Doing the score <laughs> At that point, I was like, you know, this composer is doing a really good job of John Williams. Uh, it's-, it's true. It's and then I went and looked it up and it off. was like sad that he only did like three things. Huh. I was um, sad.
2: I didn't recognize any, not a single name besides Roland Emmerich. Oh, God, no. I, I got a little excited because Jerry Hall was listed to the credits and I was like, Mick Jagger's ex? Not, not Mick Jagger's no. ex. Not mm. that. We will just always have to settle for her uh, cameo in Batman 1989. Fair, Fair enough. enough. Maybe it was just me. Listen, when I saw Batman 1980, I don't think I knew who Jerry
0: Hall was. Mick Jagger's ex girlfriend. How? Never mind. I was like 10 or whatever. Yeah, well, I guess time. I was like 14. Anyway, I was 10 when <laughs> was- I, I would have been roughly 10 when I saw this. Anyhow, so. Then we get an exterior shot of Joey and his mom's house, which even though I'm sure is a real place, looks fake. I think it's Setville. There's other like bigger exteriors of it, which I guess probably just use a different house.
2: The geography of the movie is a little... I I believe, once again, I believe that this is a case of American exteriors, some, and German interiors. Oh, for sure. I really, I noticed, in your. we share, uh, the person who does the uh, movie this week shares their notes with the other people. Uh and I noticed, uh, Anna in your notes that you were like, it's faky looking. And my note my note on that was like, This looks fucking great. Because yes, it's faky looking, but it's weak oh, it's in a nice
0: way. Yes, and it's written exactly. really well and everything. It's just like it's just like, okay, I'm trying to figure out if this is a set or not. Right. Even more what I meant.
2: And the reason why we're talking about it for this long is because it takes up 45 minutes of screen time. It's amazing to think that they cut 20 minutes out of this movie. And yet this opening shot of a house doing nothing except being (laughs) foggy and and spooky is a good 30 seconds of screen time.
1: And it only gets longer when we get into the interior of Joey's bedroom, which is just littered, toe to floor with branding. It's incredible. He's got so many things. It's a very American room, Corey, for an American boy who likes American things,
2: and three football teams. Here's
0: you know what I you know what I thought when I saw his room and all the crap in it. I was like, I was like, this is all the stuff that should have been in the Toy Masters workshop. This is the shit that should have been there.
2: That's what kids wanted in 1985. There is not a painted toy soldier to be seen. We are referencing past episode "Babes in Toyland," which you can and should check out. Like and subscribe. Tell your friends.
1: He's got the Star Wars bed sheets. He's got the oh, Sesame yeah. Street the curtains. He's got Pac Man.
0: Uh, he's got an A-team Donkey puzzle. Kong. He's got-
1: Everything.
0: <laughs> and okay, here's all the clearances. Is the. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, it's 1985. Like, was this, was it just real cheap to put a a bunch of Star Wars crap in your movie? Because now it's not. If you don't (laughs) ask, everything's free when you steal it. (laughs) But this movie continues to be available despite the absolute presence of iconic Star, at least one iconic Star Wars character.
2: I mean. Disney hasn't like, I don't know, shown up at my house to burn it or anything. Can I, now can I fucking blow your mind? I wish I could say I've, this is knowledge I didn't just learn two hours ago. Disney owns this movie. Whoa. Well, that explains everything. Disney and Fox own the New World catalog. Oh. So any movie that came out on New World, and there are a lot of fucked up movies, that is now all in the Disney slash 20th vault. So that means that Disney owns Hellraiser. For
0: example. That is weird. Wait, is, is is Hellraiser New World? Some of it is, for sure. I mean, I've been watching it oh, that, that recently. That's right. There are 800,000
2: Hellraisers. Just like 11, but yes. That's a lot. That's <laughs> a, lot of, a lot. It's a lot of Hellraisers. Um, yeah, so this is a Disney movie. So maybe that is why they can't get away with it. But it wasn't a Disney movie in 1980 mm-hmm. goddamn five. <laughs> Like the rules were a little
0: loosey goosey back then.
2: It's the clause of IP law that's like, ah, who's it gonna hurt? Like, it's homage. If, if this if this movie made more than eighty two dollars American, <laughs> exactly. maybe there'd be an issue. Okay. But it's just like it's just like fucking adorable. It's like George Lucas is like whatever. When kids show up to your house dressed like Darth Vader, you're not going to be like, "I am calling Disney's IP." <laughs> so right. No, you're just like, "Look at these adorable dummies. They think they're Wookies." Um, true. and that's okay. And this movie is an adorable dummy who thinks. So this that's room, true. this very American room, where this. <laughs> Very American boy, is uh, sitting on his bed and looking at a picture of him and his dad, who is Gabe Kaplan uh, from <laughs> Welcome Back, Cotter, and now a professional yep. poker player. No, it's not, but it should Well, be. it could be.
1: What happens <laughs> next, Corey? A spooky basketball spookily rolls across the floor.
0: Dun, That's dun, right. Dun. And Joey's like, please stop. And the basketball does. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure it's the basketball that he and his dad were holding in the photo.
2: And then we get, uh, if you were a fan of the Mystery Science Theater episode, pod people. Yeah, then we get pod people. We get a Trumpy you can do stupid stuff sequence. Uh, And I have have not seen the live show, but I fucking promise you that they do a Trumpy you can do stupid stuff joke to make all the MST stands go, I remember that for that other thing. And I would do that too. If I wasn't afraid to leave my house. Josh, it's not about pods. It's not about people. It's all about pain. It's true. So shit's flying around at toys, and there's like an ape who's grinning and mm-hmm. smiling, and cars are whizzing this way and that, and balls are rolling around, and all it's just missing like crazy calliope music. And we get our first introduction to
0: Charlie, the robot who is legally distinct from R2D2. <laughs>
1: That is exactly what I refer to Charlie as in my notes. (laughs) As legally distinct from R2-D2? Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, so, like, Charlie's basically R2-D2, but he's just not R2-D2 enough. And honestly, honestly, I'm kind of shocked that this movie didn't just use R2-D2, but maybe they felt like it was a bridge too far.
1: They have an ATAT. they have the Millennium Falcon, like why could they not find an R2-D2 toy? <laughs> anyway, Charlie appears to be alive.
2: Question mark. Yeah, they definitely had no problem just completely just pressing and play and record and holding their uh, tape recorder up to the TV while R2 made blue bleep noises because he sounds exactly the fuck like R2-D2. Uh, maybe it's because he's such a character in the movie that they were yeah. like, if we do this, we're going to get tagged. Mm. So let's just say Darth Vader
1: let just say he's a, he's a little trash can. He's got two little side wheels. He's got yeah. a rotatey dome. And he bleep-bloops. Maybe
0: they just hid under their Return of the Jedi covers and hope that nobody would file copyright infringement against them. Yeah. Not unlike Joey does, because he's scared of all the things flying around in his room.
2: So it's real stupid, and it's a lot of things on strings. And then yeah. there's a really nice bit of imagery where all of these, like, round rubber balls... This kid, by the way... Has got a lot of balls. Uh, like they come from every corner of the room and they roll into this perfect arrow formation, rolling towards the closet. Kid walks mm-hmm. towards the closet, opens it up, and at this point, I was like, "If the assignment was to Xerox Spielberg, <laughs> a fucking A minus, you nailed <laughs> this yeah. scene. Yeah. This scene looks it looks great. They don't. Here's the thing: if you're gonna copy somebody, and I think all of us watch movies." A lot of movies that are rip-off movies. I know I oh, do sure. certainly, and if you're gonna do it, you got to do it all the way. And god damn it, this movie makes it gives it the old college try. I'm gonna give this movie a lot of shit
0: because it deserves a lot of shit. But fundamentally, like in terms of like how it looks, it like the effects look good, the sets look good. Like it it does it certainly it doesn't look any. Worse than, say, like a poltergeist or something visually like it's about it's it's got a surprisingly good level of effects quality for for what's going on.
1: Sure, Poltergeist is a good call here because of some of the effects that are specifically used, but also the slats across the closet door and the closet glows red from within in a very, very cool way.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And while it's glowing, I forgot to mention this before the balls uh, roll around and point an arrow to it, a phone starts ringing from within the closet. So he opens ring, the
1: closet door and sees ring, this ring. glowing red telephone that I thought was like a Donald Duck telephone because it's next to a, you know, Disney Donald Duck toy. Yeah. But uh, no, no, it's just a little red phone. It doesn't even have eyeballs or wheels. No, but it
0: does. It does glow bright red when the dad are phoning you <gasps> because Joey answers the phone and it's daddy on the phone. Hi, daddy.
2: Let's take a moment. <laughs> to let you know what the geography of "quote unquote" Virginia Beach, where this movie takes place, is Virginia mm-hmm. Beach, uh, a place that I've never been. But I, from this movie, I learned that Virginia Beach has one classroom, one mm-hmm. suburban house, mm-hmm. one spooky old house, yeah, mm-hmm. and with a Krispy Kreme and a row of payphones. Yep, yeah, it does absolutely has a Krispy Kreme <laughs> with a row of payphones in front of it. Oh, and there's an ocean.
1: Yes. There's a beach with a
2: bunch of other <laughs> oh, yeah, there's houses. Some, there's a beach
0: for property. Yeah, yeah. There's some yeah. beachfront property.
2: Yeah. Lots of, and lots of, uh, lots of scenes you assume are like, oh, this is Virginia beach. Obviously a lot of shit. Nope. Never. We just see it in the abstract. But anyways, by the old Krispy Kreme, uh, the pay phones start ringing.
1: And there's a creepy puppet for no reason.
2: They use this exact montage
1: three times. Yep. And it is not
0: different each time in any way. It is it is the same. It is the same.
2: They may shuffle the shots, but it is the same three shots.
0: I mean, it always ends on the Krispy Kreme.
1: It is a little uh, confusing because the shot of the town is exactly the shot you would use for showing a blackout. And just nothing happens mm, in it.
2: I forgot to say this. There's also in Virginia Beach, there is also a skyline, which I garing goddamn to you, is not the Virginia Beach skyline. Like they make it look like fucking croissant. Like it's just, it's just, it's just <laughs> yeah. overlooking all of these lights in this huge mm-hmm. grid of a city. And it's just like, no offense, to anyone who lives in Virginia Beach, I don't think it's a bustling metropolis.
0: <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. It's probably not like you know, looking down at LA from the Hollywood sign. <laughs>
2: Yes, as Corey said, there is amidst all of this, a flash of a creepy puppet. We do get a little setup that we at least get an exterior shot of what looks like the Psycho House, but it's definitely not because mm. there is no way they film this on any lot. <laughs> so you see a quick shot of, the, of, the, of something that looks like the Psycho House and a close-up shot of a ventricle dummy. And for any uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse fans out there, the dummy looks <laughs> like Billy Bologna, Elder Statesman. <laughs> look up who billy baloney is okay.
0: i was i was like are you going to are you going to say randy because i disagree
2: <laughs> it's not randy right how dare you randy's got a square head i know listen
1: billy yeah no this puppet is ripped straight from goosebumps it's just it's horrifying yes
0: yeah it's like the goosebumps puppet with a with a monocle does the goosebumps puppet have a monocle no. i don't know about goosebumps just a monocles are scary. Little suit if you picture a ventriloquist dummy and picture it wearing a monocle. That is exactly this. It
1: also has little goblin ears.
0: Yeah, it's a little football head. He got a little football head. Uh, yeah, he's a little squishier than a usual one. But, I mean, yeah. It's a scary ventriloquist, dummy. I mean. He looks so like good. Really Anyways, all right. So now the...
2: <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Now the mom is, she's doing laundry and flooping around the house. And she sees kind of through uh, Joey's door that he's under sheets on a red glowing phone talking to his dad. And again, it's a good look. It's a good looking shot. As long as people aren't talking in this movie, (laughs) it's really good to look at. Like it's like, and again, it's a carbon copy, but they do a good job of it. Once everybody opens their mouth and you know they're all talking like they're about to uh, realize that Racer X is Speed's brother. That is when it's. I've used that joke before, and I don't care. It's a good joke. Uh, I like it. It's bad. It's an okay joke. Um, it's just stupid. But this scene is, and the mom like sees the boy talking on the phone. And is like, well, now I got a crazy kid. <laughs> He's having the most like prosaic conversation
0: with his dead father. He's like, yeah, my toys started moving around. Anyway, I guess that's all there is to tell you about. I mean, mom's doing okay. I have to go back to school. That sucks. Uh, I don't know. I won first place in the spelling bee. Uh, hmm, I think my pubes are coming in. Anyway, how's your day going?
2: I put some peanut butter on them. And we'll see what happens. <laughs> some, oh yeah, there are these ghosts
0: and then I, I lost my hair anyway. <laughs> I uh,
2: I liked that it was a really... I kind of liked that it was a really boring conversation because it yeah. felt true to what a nine... This isn't, by the way, like... It's, it doesn't feel like an older kid playing... A, it feels like, oh, no, this is like a nine-year-old and oh, this yeah. is how
0: a nine-year-old would talk. Yep. Unlike a lot of the other kids in this movie, which do not do this, I must say. Anyway, mom starts crying because her kid's crazy. and <laughs> The next... Day question mark. Look, this is, okay, now that I know that there's a 20 minutes exercise from here, I feel like this might be where it is because the timeline gets weird because it's described as the next day and also described not as the next day. But anyway, Joey's in school, and the class assignment was for everyone to bring in an egg because they're nine and they don't have to do real homework, I guess. They're learning about Mr. and Mrs. Rooster. (laughs) Yep. Anyway, there are mean kids who are bullying Joey because his dad's dead, and he says he talks to him on the phone. So they swap his regular chicken egg out for a horrible black egg that, when Joey opens it up, has a cute skeleton
2: keychain and a mean note in it. And I'm just like... These are some very mean kids, even by kids standards. We don't see what the note says, but I guess we <laughs> no. all have to assume it's just like ha ha ha, your dad's dead. <laughs> your dad's dead. Yeah,
0: that's what I was, that's what I assume. Like, yes, they're making fun of him for saying he talks to his dad on the phone, but a lot of it is just them making fun of him that it, because his dad's dead in the first place.
2: <laughs> also, uh, possible uh, startup idea: goth Kinder eggs. <laughs> You know what? If I knew I could buy a black egg with
0: a cool skeleton, I would probably drop a fifty on it. Be the egg you want to see in the
1: world, my friend. The teacher, Martin, only first name known, is checking on all of the students' eggs that they haven't smashed or eaten at this point, notices the black <laughs> egg, and picks up the <laughs> note to read it, and is like, Hey, where's your real egg? You, f- you remembered to bring it. Your mom provided you with a real egg for sure, right? <laughs> Today on egg day? Which one of these kids stole your egg? Point to them.
0: <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, tell me who took the egg. Also, I I, I, I really want to highlight this because it's amazing. As Corey sort of made reference to, there is a there is a large child who during a just, during a tracking shot just like puts a whole <laughs> egg in his mouth. Yep. <laughs>
2: and his teacher's like, you just had lunch. That's his concern. We'll meet this kid again <laughs> later, and uh, and I, I, I have him in my notes once again. This is not to body shame. This is the world of the. This is what the movie wants. You, you to him fat offer. kid, didn't you? It's fat kid because yeah, the movie. We all we this all do is, this. This is the only kind of, besides the fact that he's a little mean, this is the only thing that the movie gives us to go on about this kid's personality is that he is fat. And so therefore, because he is fat, God help you. If there is a piece of food within a country mile of his goddamn mouth, he is going to grab it and just shove it right the fuck in there. Case in point,
1: a possibly raw egg. It was a hard boiled egg. He put salt on it.
2: Uh, I don't think that proves
0: anything.
1: And that's also, also not the... Not also, the it was
2: not shelled. That's funny. That is just that kid's protein snack. Maybe he's keto. I will say this. Fat kid does get... And he doesn't get a lot, but he
0: does get more characterization than black kid. Which is to say any besides it being
2: black. He's not, not in most of the shots. I think he might be an insert kid. The group of bullies sort of waxes and wanes. There's sometimes it's a couple, sometimes it's three. And then by the end of the movie, it's like fucking Brockhampton. Like there's like 22 bullies.
1: There's like the core four, which are in class with Joey tormenting him day in, day out, because he told them that he talks on his phone with his dad, who is dead.
2: There is one thing I want to jump back for just a second as the guy representing the uh, lower 48 here. I will say that, uh, as is completely jibes with My American Childhood, every class starts with uh, children sitting rock still at their desks, not standing up, not with their hands on their heart, joylessly singing My Country Tis of Thee over and over and over again until the teacher decides that he's had enough. Because America, this is what happens in America in this American movie that takes place in America. Anyways. Mm Joey told all of the bullies that he talks to his dad on the phone. And I feel like Joey needs remedial being bullied classes. Okay.
0: All right. As somebody who is in, not, I mean, my dad didn't die and talk to him on the phone. But as a kid who was the same age as Joey and being bullied, I would absolutely have done that. Because when you're nine and you desperately want your bullies to be your friends, you will tell them anything that you think is interesting.
2: I never had much of an opportunity for conversation with my bullies. Uh, oh. There was, it was more, it was mostly just sort of like, it was mostly punching. Oh, my problem was my bullies were also my friends some days. So it was complicated. Ugh, not, not, it was not a bad sure. situation. That's not, that's not great. I understand the feeling. There are definitely, there mm. were definitely, t- as I got older, I realized I could make them laugh, which is not the same as friendship, but it gives you at least enough time to fucking waddle down the hall. You know, like if they're
0: laughing, they're not punching
2: If they're laughing, they're not Uh, punching. It gives you enough time to go hide in the theater department. Also, also my experience as well. (laughs) Childhood sucks. Anyway, moving on. Where is Joey's egg? Where is Joey's egg? Let's get back to that. Teachers like Joey, where's your egg kids? Where's Joey's egg? If anybody, you somebody better fucking cough up an egg. Like they're the stick woman in an airplane or everybody's staying after goddamn school. And while the teacher is doing this, Joey starts going doodly, doodly do and makes crazy telekinetic eyes because I guess he can do that. And he knows that he can do that. He looks at the girl sitting next to him. We will find coming to know that her name is Sally little blonde girl, pigtails. And, he makes the ruler on her table connect their desks and then rolls the egg from her desk to his just as the teacher is walking by and the teacher's like, if I don't see an egg, I'm going to have to act and I don't want to do that. And he slams his hand down on the table, smashing the egg and everybody goes. Ah. And then Joey's in detention. I don't think he's
0: in detention. I think he's just sitting outside the principal's office. Well, Martin talks to his mom about how things are going, which is to say badly. <laughs>
2: While he's sitting there waiting for his mom and Martin to uh, finish their conversation about how he's crazy, uh, a million children run by, and one by one, it's like the opposite of the receiving line at the beginning of yeah, the movie. Exactly that. It's like, bad job, bad job. Bad job. <laughs> bad job. Ha ha, your dad's dead. Is that your backpack spill? Hey, your dad's dead. Ha ha. We should call him on the phone, jerk. Ha 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 ha, ha. Bye. Fortunately, his Iron Man comic appears to be okay.
1: Yeah. An Iron Man comic—he is everything. (laughs) Yep, it's back in
0: the days when Iron Man flew around like a flying squirrel with his legs and arms stretched. Oh yeah, (laughs) old comics like okay, so the standard this the standard (laughs) Superman like arms in front posture is not in older comics. It's flying squirrel style. That's how
2: that's how they depicted flight for a long time, and it's always delightful. I feel like that makes more sense, though, right? Like, I mean, aerodynamically, it's less aerodynamic. What? It's less
0: aerodynamic. Well,
2: not for the squirrels.
0: The squirrels have those squirrels have gliding. Um, Iron Man
1: had little armpit wings, didn't he? Josh, Iron Man does not have little, little fleshy wings combining his his legs and <laughs> has little I, web wings. But let's make a note in case
2: Cronenberg ever wants to direct an Iron Man movie.
1: No, but I thought Anna just said
2: he uh, that Iron Man had little like metal armpit wings. No, he had his no? arms and legs spread.
0: No, he just oh. had them spread out like a flying squirrel. Sorry, like a flying squirrel, but without the skin, the big piece of skin between arm and leg. Oh, well, why didn't you say so? No, that's impossible. I just thought that was implied. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, arms and legs
2: akimbo. <laughs> like, right, the great, anyway. like the greatest American hero. Uh, <laughs> okay, so now we're in on the, the teacher and with Martin and uh, the mom, and Martin is just like... Your son is making claims that he's talking to your father on a a phone and blah, blah, blah.
1: Has he tried not being punchable?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not being a a freak. (laughs) The teacher definitely kind of makes it sound like, well, the kids are making fun of him because his father's dead. But he did say a weird thing, even though he's nine and experiencing terrible trauma. This is probably his fault. Also, maybe he needs a new dad, and I'd
0: be willing to do that. <laughs> this is not text, but it is absolutely subtext in this film that Martin and, and Joey's mom are going to end up together.
2: Absolutely. That could have been something that got uh, deep sixed in the missing 20s. Yeah, could be. Mm. So while that's happening and while they're both like, yeah, Joey sucks, right? Yeah, I hate that he's my son, but that's all I got left now. Out in the hallway, a little pigtail blonde girl who Joey magically stole an egg from is like, hey, what's up? I'm blonde and wan, and I don't really have much of a character. And then Joey's like, doodly, doodly, doop. And her pigtail braids start pippy long ing and she's delighted.
1: They smile at each other, and it's it's really cute, and then things are gonna yeah. get serious because it's time to go home.
0: So they're in the car. So here's the thing about here's the thing about this movie is that a lot of the conversations people have in this movie are the same <laughs> conversation again about Joey talking to his dead dad on the phone and how it's maybe a bad idea. Which adds to okay, here's the thing about this movie: is I, I want to say that this movie has a very dreamlike feel to it, just Partially because of the weird doubling, partially because of the pacing, partially because of the way things happen, but also because it kind of feels like the same things keep happening over and over with with nary a changed result.
2: You're absolutely right. It is the same conversation over and over again. I thought what you were going to say, which is also mm. true, is that this movie has a lot of conversations where you can't see either of the characters and their <laughs> mouths aren't on camera. Yes. <laughs> and that is to its credit frankly so most of this car scene is so ADR'd that I even wondered like are the actors in this car (laughs) or did Roland Emmerich just hang out and just wait to find a car driving by that looked like the car (laughs) in his movie it's something big and metal and rectangular
0: is this like mysterious skin where they just didn't want the actor who plays Joey to be in the same scenes as adults
2: (laughs) Um, oh we also oh by the way and a mystery solved although it could be a completely different thing in the German movie uh, while they're having this conversation on the radio we hear the DJ say what's up Virginia Beach at which point I paused the movie and laughed for 45 minutes that I was supposed to believe that german euroville usa was of all goddamn places virginia beach the least germanic and european place america has to offer
0: i don't know anything about virginia beach i assume it's like a coastal californian community of some kind
2: it is actually in virginia uh oh. we're we're funny that way uh and uh and that's about it and it's is virginia on the coast i don't know geography. it's it's a, it's a it's, a, it's Fuck, now I'm gonna sound like an idiot. Uh I believe, I believe it is a I believe it's on the East Coast. Yeah, no, it's East yes. Coast. It's, yeah.
0: Okay. Virginia just sounds like an inner state rather than an outer state to me. It's one of the first states. It's true. I don't know things about look, I know about Sentai. I don't know about this.
2: Yeah. No, no, neither. I just the other day I was like, I wonder if I could like fill in all the states on a map. And I was like, oh, I'm literally the person who oh, no. uh, I'm literally the person that smart people make fun of.
1: I can do the four <laughs> on the left and that's it.
2: It's weird. I'm vaccinated, quite frankly, uh, <laughs> because otherwise I am yeah. shockingly not smart.
0: <laughs> Jen once laughed at me because I wasn't sure what order the prairie provinces were in.
1: There's three.
0: Yeah no. I, anyway, I had it was some it was some very simple aspect of Canadian geography that I was unsure of, and she was
1: she was a little concerned. Eh, you know, Everyone but, forgets about Manitoba. It's fine. I don't care about where things are very much.
2: Yeah. Look, you know, don't know mustard. No. <laughs> Fuck, it, <like. laughs> Fuck. Yeah. You know, one, two, three. You know, don't know much about history. Don't know much uh-huh. geography. But uh-huh. I do know. Uh-huh. We should get back to talking about this movie. Anyways, there's already a report on weird phone problems. So we know two things now. This movie takes place in Virginia Beach, which, comma, no, it doesn't. Uh, (laughs) And then last night is when all the
0: phones went banana. This brings up a puzzlement, if you will, because if the phone thing happened last night, which we know is when Joey talked to his dad for the first time, presumably.
1: Between 8.30 p.m. and 9 p.m. Your honor. So at 9.30
0: p.m. did Joey phone all of the bullies in school to be like, hey, guess what, guys? I talked to my dead dad on the phone and they were like, holy shit, we got to get a weird egg together pronto for
1: tomorrow's egg for tomorrow's egg day so we can bully Joey about his stupid shit. The magic ghost powers overload the phone system whenever it's being used. So he didn't make that phone call.
2: How did they get like a black egg with a skeleton and a note together so quickly? Okay, so let's so this is let's say that this is we're really gonna do this. Uh, The so let's (laughs) say that this is late in the day. Um, So this is like maybe it's the last class of it is the last class of the day because he smashes the egg and then the the guys had lunch. The guys had lunch, so this is late in the day. So what the kids? So he obviously this is like while they were all hanging out in the playground or maybe during recess. Joey was trying to like big time everybody and be like, Hey, I don't want anybody to like get jealous or freak out or anything. But I talked to my dead dad on a toy phone, jealous. Okay. Uh, and the kids were like, we're going to. So, and I also think Anna, these are two separate things. So the so did the, fu- did the, the f- kid run to the five and dime at lunch? No, but these are, these are bullies. So you got to
1: figure <laughs> just ready.
2: You got to figure it's like, let's look around the school. Maybe there was like a black egg from like the art class from Easter. (laughs) And and you you know, they got
1: lockers full of
0: skeletons. Skeleton from from uh, from Los us.
2: Yes. (laughs) Okay. Now, so the only, but I will also put this out here. We all, the kids all knew that today was the egg assignment. (laughs) So there is no proof that the note says, ha ha dummy. You talked to your dead dad on the phone. That's the easiest part for them to do. Right. But my point is, is that the kids prepped away on the egg. They were going to bully him no matter what. Hey, if it's a day of the week, there's going to be bullying. They're good. That's what bullies do. I, and I also want to talk about these bullies later on because they're ridiculous. But also, <laughs> these are the biggest loser bullies I have ever seen in a movie that has bullies in them. But we'll get there. So I think they crafted the egg. The night before one of their meetings, one of their We Hate Joey meetings, which they have. uh, And and then the fucking the gravy on their poutine (laughs) the next day was he was like, hey, did you guys know uh, by the way that I talked to my dead dad? And also I can do stupid stuff with my brain. And then everybody was like, let's go quick. We need a rewrite. (laughs) Also,
0: why would you save egg? Thing for the end of the day. That's
2: just gonna result in a lot of people with crushed eggs by then. I don't know how it works in Virginia Beach, comma Germany. Uh <laughs> who knows? Maybe it's a very cold school. We we just oh, okay. don't know.
0: Eh, we just seems like shenanigans. All right. We see mom calling Joey for dinner, but Joey's busy following his sentient robot Charlie and his sentient dog Scooter to the creepy mansion. Uh and Charlie and Scooter go on inside, and Charlie finds the creepy dummy, and then Joey follows him, is like, hey, free creepy dummy. Score and brings it home with him. There's some really good cobwebs in that house. There's a lot of cobwebs. It's very
2: creepy. They set design the shit out of it. It's like because again, there's only like four sets in this movie. That's true. That is a very good point, Anna. It's a lot less noticeable
0: than Babes in Toyland, but there are only like four sets.
2: Also, I just want to throw this out there. It's just as a side thought. Did anyone else get Charlie and Scooter's names? Confused because Scooter seems like a much better name for the robot, and Charlie is a perfect name for a dog. No, and I'll tell you why. Because Charlie has a C on his forehead. Fair enough. And I
0: can pay attention.
1: <laughs> it took me a while to tell I, them apart.
0: I can't. <laughs> don't <let it> t- <laughs> I don't look.
2: I I, I don't know why. Yeah. Probably because I like robots more than I like dogs. Not a lot of people know this, but Anna is always looking for people's BIM marks. A uh, huge fan of the apple and always just wants to make sure, just looks at the forehead first to make sure that you understand that, hey, 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 BIM's on the way.
1: Corey, have you seen the apple? I forget everything about it. I remember it's called okay. the apple.
2: I'm <laughs> changing my selection.
1: Um, <laughs> I was so excited. All right,
2: we'll do Spencer. They're very Thank similar you. films. Anyway. We can we can watch the Apple later, Josh. It's
0: okay. We're going to be okay. doing this podcast until we die. Um. Well, or until two of us dies, and then the remaining one gets the gold.
1: Back at the house, the dummy is put up on the dresser. Charlie is meandering about the floor, and uh, the dummy goes blah.
2: <laughs> That's how I spelled a... it too. <laughs> so, and the robot
1: is like, "Whoa, this ain't good."
2: And then the dummy uh, basically uses Ziz's magic dummy devil powers to bury Charlie in a yif pile. What do we think Charlie's
0: deal is? Because I'm pretty sure that Charlie only is only sentient because of Joey's magic powers, but he also
2: acts completely independently of Joey as well. Could be an avatar for the dad. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. That's just that's a big swing
0: on my part. Uh, It makes as much sense as anything else, honestly.
2: Yeah. But
0: also, nobody seems to think it's odd that this robot is wa- wandering around doing things that, like, are, like, require advanced AI.
2: <laughs> yeah, but nobody sees it,
1: exce- nobody sees it doing no, its thing. No, see
0: him, and the, the little girl and everything. Yeah,
1: Sally gets introduced, but Mostly, this all happens Uh, too fast. I suppose. I
2: think anybody under the age of, like, 12, which seems to be most of the cast, would just Mm. see a robot zipping around of its own accord and be like, hey, neat. And no adults see it, like, doing things as a sentient being. So, I guess? My best guess is that,
0: like, Joey's subconsciously controlling it, and it's, like, something like that. But, I mean, there's no real answer.
2: The robot does absolutely have thoughts and feelings and stuff Mm -hmm. while Joey is out of the room. So it could, yeah, who knows? It could be, it could be, it could be an avatar for Joey. It could be an avatar for the dad. Anyways, but the robot's like, oh, there's a problem with this dummy. And the dummy throws a million stuffed animals at it. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I think the robot is just sentient through magic. (laughs) Meanwhile, Joey's dinner is probably
0: moldy, which is a terrible thing to tell a child before you feed them.
2: But they sit down, regardless, to their delicious delicious. American (laughs) dinner. Everyone's of scrambled eggs, toast, and nothing. (laughs) Oh, there's ketchup and milk. Even I was like, that's too much ketchup.
0: That is too much ketchup. You know what I don't want to eat as a meal, at like ever at any time, is scrambled eggs with milk.
1: Gotta drink milk with every meal.
0: It's yeah. too white. It's too white things. I don't want to have white food and white beverage simultaneously. It's what the red it's sauce gross. is
1: for. Eggs or yellow.
0: Maybe the, they're white and yellow.
1: Anyways, Joey's supposed to be eaten instead of asking stupid questions or watching stupid cartoons.
2: <laughs> stupid public domain cartoons. <laughs> the mom turns off the TV. Joey is it back on with mind powers. And then he
0: pulls his glass of ET milk across the table towards himself. He
1: has an ET glass.
0: Yeah. Yep. Oh, they, one of the fun, one of the fun things that you can do in the, while watching this movie is, to, is if you don't re- remember the exact dates other movies came out, which I sure don't, is to use product placement within the film to re- figure out what other movies were made before this. That's yes. <laughs> it's a good all, game. They're all there. Yeah. They're all, I mean, there's no Goonies paraphernalia, but that's about it.
1: There are other branded things such as Coca-Cola, Budweiser. Mm-hmm. I think Clorox is all the cleaning products are out on the counter. Anyway, Joey's mom's
0: amazed by Joey's cool magic trick. And she's like, do it again. He's like, all right. And he does it again. She's like, do it again. He's like, I'm so tired of doing this. She's like, I want to see how you do this trick. He's like, it's not a trick. And she's like, oh my God, you're magic.
2: Yeah. And then everybody just has a good night's sleep. And to that, I say, absolutely <laughs> not. This is one of those, this was one of my main complaints uh, in our previous podcast uh, talking about uh, Kamen Rider is, uh, is that people just have real lackadaisical responses to uh, sure, fucking amazing, mind-blowing shit. And so the mom basically sees that her child now has Jedi powers, cannot confirm how the trick is being done, but it's just like, You're silly. Well, good nighties. You know, it's just like, no, 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 no. He's like, oh, I just wish in daddy helps me.
1: Yeah, which is not the creepiest thing a child has ever said out loud. (laughs) Absolutely not. Oh, and, and here's something that if you hear this, if you are in
2: a movie and you hear a child who can do psychic stupid stuff, say, mom. You don't have to be afraid. You call an Uber right now. You get in it and you say that way until there's something else that's not here.
1: <laughs> not wrong. So, yeah, the phone rings. Mom gets distracted thinking it's the house phone, but it's the toy phone upstairs. And we get a little little dolly zoom on the toy phone. Yeah. It's cute. It's <laughs>
2: At some point, we need to kind of stop being like, oh, adorable movie. You did something right. This movie looks good and it's confidently shot. It's obvious that Roland Emmerich went on to be, the movies are of questionable quality, but like... It's obvious and understandable how this guy got to be a big shit Hollywood director, and none of the directors of the garbage movies we usually watched. And this is why the director of <laughs> Babes in Toyland didn't get to be a big shit Hollywood <laughs> did, director. didn't
0: make Independence Day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, on a back lot in Germany. <laughs> oh, I want to see it. <laughs> right? So do I. With really crappy models of landmarks. <laughs> and Area 51 is <laughs> just like a row of houses on dirt street. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Uh, so uh, uh, Joey goes into his room and the dummy starts fucking around with him.
2: He's like, hey,
0: I throw your phone down the hallway. Bleh, 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 bleh.
1: Ah,
2: lightning <sighs> eyes, lightning <it>. eyes. <laughs> Ziz, I just zizzed the door closed with electricity!
1: bizarre. Watch this video about a dead magician! That's who you're talking to! It's not your daddy at all! You've been hornswoggled!
2: You should trust me, the evil
1: doll who <laughs> wants your soul! And if you don't, I'm gonna knife your mom! <laughs> yeah. here let's watch a video of your mom cooking and let's see all the knives on the wall oh no the knife is floating in the air it's spinning
2: And by the way, the television, now the television turns on of its own accord. We see the story of the spooky ventriloquist and it's spooky dummy and he died spookily and who knows what happened to the dummy. And then the TV flies over and looks good enough as it flies. Like it's no worse than like batteries not included or some shit. Oh yeah. It flies over and then it switches over as they said uh, to the mom in the kitchen. And this is scary and good. It's the TV is all fucked up and bent and staticky. Uh, If you listen to our sensor episode, young people, you know what static means. Uh, And, uh, and it's scary. It's scary. They did, they did a good, it's, I like so much of this movie and I'm kind of mad at how stupid it is at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the knife
0: narrowly misses mom because she hangs up the phone and walks away yep. just seconds before getting stabbed. And then we go back to Krispy Kreme. Listen, if the phone rings, you got a cream.
2: That's the rule. Dial one nine hundred Anna. One nine hundred Anna. Hey, hey Senpai, what are you doing, Sen-
1: senpai. senpai? Senpai? No, Senpai, Listen, senpai. This- senpai. Hey, Senpai.
2: Hey. Hey, senpai. Hey, senpai. Hey, senpai. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on you but bo- is your body pillow at the dry cleaners well guess what <laughs> is that- for just 99 cents a minute <laughs> i'll be your la blue girl god it's a good reference thank you it's the it's the only hentai title i know uh, i assuming
0: la blue girl wants wants to talk
2: about sutan a lot <laughs> Probably. Who knows? She's into a bunch of stuff. Do you like body horror? I do. That's spelled B-A-W-D-Y. <laughs> body.
0: Body That's horror. Do right. hey. you ever wish video drum was even more sexy? I have.
2: <laughs> hey, do you want to see where I'm gonna stick this tape? You wanna hail the new flesh? Call one 900 tummy pouch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't even know I'm doing this podcast When I could be
2: raking in <laughs> On niche phone sex calls Side, side hustle you get, If you tell people you were on the mm. phone
1: with the blue girl You're gonna get bullied so bad
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys guess what I, uh, Last night I called that blue girl on my toy phone And we talked about Videodrome <laughs> uh, You're gonna get the worst egg I can't even imagine. Oh,
2: I don't want to know what's in that egg. It's just slime and, a, it's slime and a tentacle. Possibly recognizable or not. If you're enjoying these jokes, stay tuned for my Shibari joke in about 45 minutes. Oh, I made that joke too. Nice! We, we both need therapy.
1: <laughs> so true. Ugh. Mom has tracked Joey to his lair, uh, the yeah. bedroom where he screams a lot in. And is like, "Hey Joey, what's the problem? Why are you trembling? Are you scared?" He's like, "No, I'm not scared of anything anymore."
2: (laughs) It's been burned out of me. He tackle hugs her, by the way. Yeah, which is like you can only do that in you can only do that shot once because it looked like that woman's (laughs) spine was gonna. Yeah, you need a new lead actress at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Life is cheap in Germany.
0: The next morning, Joey's mom is reading an. A newspaper that mostly has an article about the phones being off, but also has a very unfortunate article that I'm not comfortable (laughs) quoting the title of. But just be aware, it uses a word we don't use anymore. (laughs) And I had to rewind. I'm like, did I see that word? Oh, no, I did. It's the R word. Oh, no. (laughs) In
1: the headline (laughs) of an article.
0: It's like, new rights pass for the. And I'm oh, like, I don't okay, think well, that's yeah. I'm not even sure in the 80s we did, we they would have written it that way.
2: I think it was yeah. I, I mean, obviously it's a slur. It's one of those things that obviously it's a slur now. It was probably a slur back then, if not definitely, and it depends in the using, but like mm-hmm. I, at the same time, I think that's just kind of what was said. Like anyway, I was not expecting to show up in this kid's movie. I don't know. I'm glad I I can't I watched context. this movie twice and I didn't notice it because both times I was like headlines don't have exclamation points germany oh, just, yeah. that's not that's just not how we do i'm glad i missed it uh
1: okay so look the phones
2: the phones broke down again again last night guys mm.
1: and uh it turns out there wasn't only one knife
2: <laughs> there were a lot of knives
1: every knife is in a wall or cupboard
0: yep knives everywhere and she apparently just leaves
1: them there all day yeah joey walks in. he's like wasn't me he's like why would you beach. start that way do you know
0: who it was he was an evil dummy i'm gonna go bury him in the backyard now bye i have i have stuff to do just in our yard i mean i'm not gonna I, it would be crazy to walk like farther farther into the lovely town of venice beach Not oh, sorry virginia uh, beach <laughs> and bury him across town somewhere
2: this is another place where I feel like we did we lost time from the movie because it's a very quick cut from him saying, Mom, here's what happened. The dummy made the knives fly through the air, but also it's because he doesn't want me to talk to my dad. He's evil. And then we immediately cut to him burying the doll. And it's just like – Come on, there had to have been a little more conversation here. The mom had been like, yeah. are you going to go to school or something? Like what's happening with you now? But instead <laughs> it's just, nope. uh, he's burying the dummy in a shallow grave, which by the way, I don't know how you two felt. Very satisfying. Very satisfying to see a creepy dummy oh, like being buried. should have buried been a little,
0: in- bit, a little bit deeper, but he is only nine.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It looks like hard ground. Yeah. yeah very rocky
0: terrain. Oh, true. <laughs> in Virginia beach.
2: Yeah. Yes, nothing but nothing but rocks, nothing but rocks. Uh, that's mm. their that's their motto. That's the beach <laughs> motto. It's in the Canadian Shield. <laughs> yep. Nothing but rocks. Um, <laughs> Sally, uh, the little pigtailed blonde moppet, is standing there just staring at him, not having any personality or character besides girl who looks at Joey and
1: says, mm. "What are you doing?" <laughs> um, the bullies are doing reconnaissance out in the woods, yeah. which. I later discovered were right there. Um yeah, so apparently. they they're they're spying on Joey with their binoculars and the little remote control tanks and they're like, "Oh, he's burying treasure." Yarr. Yar.
2: I would like, and now I would like to initiate the conversation about how these bullies are complete losers. Sure. Okay, go ahead. I feel like if you are bullying on school grounds, you're a bully. And this is what schools have bullies. This is what you do. And this is how these things work. If in your spare and or leisure time, you are figuring out new ways to bully a kid and like spying on him and having like, and we will have this later in the movie, having meetings where they're all sitting around talking about how they're going to get him. You are the loser it is in fact you who is the loser you are the clown goofball because you apparently have literally not to do with your life than just follow this poor kid around and figure out how to make his life miserable what is it you are doing with your i think this about commenters a lot like Mm -hmm. what are you doing that like you guys are all pathetic if you don't think like well, what's the amazing thing that you're doing? Like, what are you, you're sitting here fucking on a Saturday night posting comments. Just, just like I am, you asshole. What are you
0: doing? No, they're telling that they're speaking truth to power. Obviously.
2: I just, I don't know. The, I found these bullies a lot less threatening when I realized <clears throat> like, oh, they don't have anything to do. Hmm. It's sad.
0: I mean, they're not. Yeah. I mean, they're a bunch of loser kids, but also like. If you're the kid being bullied and the loser kids are spending all their time bullying you, that's not great for you.
2: It is definitely. And not I don't great think they're going to
0: understand if you explain to them that, like, actually, guys, you're the real losers because you spend all your time bullying me. They're they're just going to put sand in your pants.
2: Oh, hundred percent. This is a hindsight twenty twenty type situation. Sure. But what it did is it made me feel a little better about all the kids who bullied me because I was like. Huh. What dorks! Jesus Christ! Like it's just—it's just a dorky thing to do with your free time on God, your hmm. one life on God's yeah. precious earth.
1: This matches I my impression pops. of uh, TV bullies from the Americas. Uh, you get like your Power Rangers bullies who are always in the Peach Pit. You got your It's who are in the the ravine stabbing uh, mm-hmm. the fat kid. Uh, you got uh, <laughs> yeah uh, the ending Story. Where oh you, yeah you, everywhere every which way even even to other planes of existence the bullies will chase you sure
2: mm. i just i just feel like these particular bullies their how's this their ratio of bullying success to <laughs> bullying failure is way off
1: they're not good at mm. it mm-hmm. they should definitely rethink things after Joey uses his Firestarter mind powers to yes, crush to their tanks. Totally. Oh, let's get into it. So these kids have tanks that
2: we have to assume are armed somehow. Yep. Yep. Because Charlie the robot gets stuck between them, and the, our heroes are like, kids, Charlie, move, move. Charlie, you're going to get. And then the tanks go, p-tool, p-tool, and Charlie falls over. And the bullies are like, ah, we knocked over your robot with our tanks and then what are you going to do about it? You're going to call your dad and then his eyes get real <laughs> narrow and Joey's just like, and then not just Kapah, it's like, mm-hmm. those fucking tanks. explode. Cherry bomb can be seen from the, the ISS explosions. It's great. Fireball.
1: Yeah. Yep. In all the confusion, one of the, the bullies grabs the, the secret treasure that Joey was bearing and is like, Oh,
0: and uh, like the, such a quick insert shot, that's almost subliminal.
1: <laughs> it's just waving the dummy in the air.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Martin, the teacher, shows up because Joey wasn't in school and he's walking through the detritus of the war zone and he finds the dummy. He's like, oh, I guess I should bring this with me. Yeah. And he just wanders into Joey's house without knocking, without ringing the bell, without announcing himself at any way.
2: the door was open. If that's the, that's how it is in America. It, it, is it? If the, yes. If the door is open, you, know, just, you just, you just walk right in. You, you uh, just walk right in. Especially if you're a man walking in on an alone woman, that's the absolute, oh. that's the best case scenario. Uh, hmm. And So when she gets scared, you can go, the door was open. <laughs> and then she goes, oh, my bad. You want to stay for dinner? Yeah. Do you want to be my new husband?
1: Please don't look under all of these assorted towels and aprons that are draped over these knives, concealing them in the right? walls and cupboards.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was her solution to the knife issue.
2: Let's just hide these. <laughs> that's how I would solve it. What if, I, I what I if she it.
0: needs knives later? What if she has to cut some steak? She knows where to find them.
1: She I only guess. makes eggs and. Oh, that's a good point. Thin yeah, soup. No, she makes soup. <laughs>
0: Maybe she made some Toronto chicken soup mm,
2: German style <laughs> Yeah, German. Some good old fashioned Toronto German Virginia <laughs> Beach soup
1: So here's a bit where I'm not sure anything was actually Cut because the teacher is like Hey did you think about that thing I suggested And mom's like what <laughs> Yeah, He's like you know Where I said you should get a psychiatrist For your child who's crazy and she's whoa, like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't remember that at
0: all. It's 1985. I can't stigmatize my child with psychiatric assistance. Are you mad, sir? You know what? Joey definitely needs therapy, though. Not even with this. Not even the psychic stuff. I think he just needs someone to talk to about how sad he
1: is. It's a movie about not dealing
2: with grief directly. You blew my mind.
1: Did I? I, I've just been calling this movie not the Baba Duke the whole time. Ha! Oh, I've just been, I've just hadn't thought about it at all.
2: Yeah, it's just like if, if maybe I'm this kid wasn't, way. if maybe this kid wasn't left to his own goddamn devices after his goddamn uh. father dies, he wouldn't be under a blanket talking to <laughs> a devil phone, you know? Like, no, you're not wrong. Okay, yeah. Sure. Anyways, a tiny little flaw of the dubbing that I'm going to make a big deal out of because this, people are always like, why do you Why do you prefer to see a movie with subtitles? Is it because you're a snob? What's wrong with dubbing? Blah, blah, blah. The mom accidentally sticks her hand in a bowl of dog food or something. <laughs> yeah. And And goes, bleh, which is an inappropriate response. The teacher throws her a towel, but the line that they put in his mouth is, here, use this. Yeah. Which I was just like, No, that's not, that's not what a human would say in this situation. Here you go. Here's a napkin. Nothing. Here's just, you know, just throw her a napkin. But it's like, it's the, it's such a weird people either speaking in their, speaking and writing in their second language, or it was dubbed in to match the lip flap. It's dumb. It's a dumb. And this is why when we watch these movies at the time, we're all like, why does this take place in like the sideways dimension? Why are people talking like this?
0: Why is he talking to her like it's his house and he's giving her a towel that he knows where it is and she doesn't?
2: Or that she somehow doesn't understand what happens <laughs> when you get mess on your hands. Actually, there's okay. Okay. There is some,
0: there is, there is um some possibility that that's true because later when we see how she treats a burn, it does not seem to be the correct method. That's true, but he has no way of knowing that. So it's yeah, so he
1: just notices the knives they were hiding under the under the towel. Is like, hey, what happened here? And she's like, oh, the dummy did it. At least that's what Joey says. And like, oh, the dummy? I just left that on the stairs right here. Where's the dummy?
2: Dun 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 we now go to the creepy old house where the bully organization has a we hate joey meeting which is what only the coolest kids do is hang out in Oh no yeah, this tank. is before that
1: Yeah it they're is. all hanging out in a car with their pirate flag and pirate hats and they're and- like oh, our brothers are
0: going to be so mad that we got their tanks blown up
1: Yes,
2: they are. So in front of the abandoned house, there is like a Dodge Charger uh, with like a smash in windshield and the kid. And this is the one like, and again, this felt like a believable thing. Like there's an old abandoned house that could totally hurt you. And this is where kids want to hang out. Of course. Of course you want to hang out in the shitty old house, in the shitty old This house is
0: also, from what I can tell, a maximum of two blocks away from Joey's house. Oh, yeah. Maybe just one
1: block. (laughs) It is up the hill.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: Uh, the kids are like, Yeah, finally. It breaking into the old Fletcher place. Ha, ha ha. Hey, they've got a jukebox. Cool. And some weird old pictures of a
2: magician and his dummy. It used to be a TGI Fridays or something. Like, who knows? <laughs> there's a there's a pinball machine <laughs> <and laughs> too. It's a- <laughs> no, it's a- oh no, it's the house from Silver Spoons.
0: It's Whoa. fun and it disrepair. <laughs> no, wait, maybe it's maybe it's the dad maybe it's the dad's ha- dad's house from Say Anything. He had, that, he had that jukebox That's that he true. bought with cash
2: that he was skimming off of old people. Spoilers for scanning Spoilers. <laughs> this is now where they have the, they have like the We Hate Joey meeting and they're like, they blew up my brother's tanks. And so the decision that they come to is that they are going to have to kidnap and torture Joey. I think that happens. I think that, that happens,
1: happens right. after the ET doctors show up. Yeah.
2: There are two, there are two meetings. Promise. I
1: promise oh, okay. you. Okay. Because they, okay. the later one you two are thinking of
2: is the St. Crispin's day speech. Yes. yes <laughs> where, where he's like, there is a wimp among us. And on this day, St. Bully's day. We'll get there. Yeah.
0: Okay. You're right.
2: This is a preliminary uh, lead up meeting where ba- the conclusion they come to is that they have to kidnap and torture Joey. And I will okay. say, I have never, I, at no point in this movie was I less worried for Joey. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> Until you cut to home and Martin's sitting down for dinner and you're like, what's that douchebag doing here? He's so condescending and an ass.
0: Yeah, well, Joey feels the same way as you do because Joey is not pleased that Martin is around. And he proceeds to use his mind powers to torment Martin while he tries to have a nice dinner.
1: Well, some of it seems accidental, like the spoons are just bending on their
0: own.
2: Yes. And mom's just like, yeah, sometimes spoons bend, you know, like they do. Uh, And then the plates move back and forth and mom's just like, Yeah. Apparently my son can do that now. And then the teacher's like, well, enough of this. Why weren't you in school today? Young man, let's set aside this fucking incredible thing that neither of us understand how you're doing. We, you had a test today. Where were you? Have you considered
0: just not just like shutting up about your phone problems and just like being a normal kid and just like, they won't ask. You don't tell it's fine. Just keep it to
2: yourself. Yeah, the exact, the worst advice I think an adult can give to a child. Stop sharing secrets. If something, right. look, kids, <laughs> I know we have a lot of kids listening to this podcast. Kids, Yep. if you have a secret, never tell anybody and go to your grave with it. I think Martin might be a Scorpio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Joey's like, I'd never go to school again. And then he heats up Martin's spoon so that it burns his hand. Oh. Uh, and... Who wants... uh, Oh,
0: Josh, do you want this one? No, take it. I'm just so
2: excited. I'm so excited to talk about the last day the mother offers. So, Martin... Like a normal person runs
0: towards the sink to run cold water on his burn, and the mom's like, no, come over here, and jams his hand into a fishbowl containing a single goldfish, and then goes to the freezer and grabs some ice cubes and tosses them in, because I guess she hates fish.
1: And Martin's like, he like, takes his hand out and looks at it, and then puts it back in the fishbowl, like, this is happening.
0: have, Have... have either of you owned fish? Do you know how disgusting fish water is? Yes. There is no better way to get an infection in a bird than to stick it in a fish tank. Well, that's why the ice is in there, obviously, to <laughs> yes. to reverse sterilize it. Most of the reasons why this movie is weird have to do with like dubbing and weird like word choices. This is just bananas.
2: It's so There's crazy. no explanation for this. And then the dumping of the ice into the fishbowl, and then I, lo- I looked at it and I was like, I think I might have drank that at a theater department co- a college party. <laughs> like that That definitely- It is two steps away, away from a warp oh core reactor, God. yeah. Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> that, there That is a drink like that being served in a tiki bar somewhere oh, in the world sure. right now. Maybe not a real goldfish, but Probably also who the fuck fish.
1: knows? Joey storms off to his room and Martin's like, I'm familiar with this uh, mind moving stuff power that your son has, but usually it only shows up uh, during puberty. And the mom laughs it off like,
2: well, he just turned nine, idiot. So it's not that, dummy. Yeah, right? Can't be that. I don't want a new husband anymore.
0: Maybe. Anyway, Joe's talking to daddy about his his troubles.
1: Blah! (laughs) The sheets get stolen.
2: Yeah, because he's under his Jedi sheets, his trade paid bought and paid for trademark return of the Jedi sheets gets ripped off uh, and he goes to look. Where did they go? And He pulls them off and it's just a uh, it's just a dumb panda sitting there. And then the next shot. And again, this is like this is it's the Nine Inch Nails scene missing. Uh, the next shot. <laughs> is of the mom and the teacher walking around outside the house going, Joey, Joey, where are you, Joey?
0: Did you consider his room where he literally always is
2: if he's not in the kitchen?
1: Well, the puppet has barricaded the door with a dresser. It slams the window shut so no one can hear him outside. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Mom, the mom. light's flashing outside the garage. It's still weird that they
2: didn't look there first. Is so all I'm saying. Or look up to see if the light was on or anything
0: anyway so the dummy uses force lightning to open the garage and throw a car at them oh wait first first the first the garbage can has like a weird
2: goblin in it that we never see again yes it's, it's great the car explodes <laughs> Yeah, and then the car Well, floods. Yes. So here's what happens. The teacher sees yeah. cheddar goblin in the garbage yeah. can <laughs> yeah. uh, and takes a Polaroid of it. And then the garage, which is all like thumping and thumping uh, with lights and rumblings, the garage door open, the car goes flying at them, sails off a cliff, which <laughs> so apparently they live at the Mac and Me house yeah. where it's just yeah. like it's just like house cliff nothing um the car goes sailing off the cliff gently kind of bumps into a pebble and explodes bigger than like uh, three of those tanks exploded uh, as if the mother was staring storing bags of gas in the trunk of the car i think we can add christine to the list of
0: movies roland emmerich watched before he made this one
1: incredible (laughs) yes why not um back in the bedroom the dummy is telling (laughs) joey that he can't talk to his dad he's not talking to his dad well maybe he could talk to his dad here here's your dad joey
0: (laughs) then he opens He psychically i I, want to point out that every time that we say the dummy's doing something it's always with some kind of dummy psychic powers
1: you can only tell the dummy's doing it because his eyes move towards the thing that is happening
0: Closet door flies open, and the closet is empty except for some mist and, like, a vague disco ball in the- in the distance, which means that's... Dad? I don't know, it's weird.
1: And then the dummy uses more lightning powers, and... Sticks him against the wall! Yep.
0: And then mom's in the house, and they're looking, and the light the lights are out, and they're looking for flashlights. And the phone rings, and she answers, and there's just like weird voices again. And then guess what we see, guys? What do you th- what do you think? What do you think we see?
1: You know, asking asking that question in this movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is <laughs> oh, a you, risk. You know what? Yeah,
0: okay, but in my defense, a phone has just rung. Yeah, true. So there's a good there's a good chance you're going to see the Krispy Kreme again.
2: After that, it finally occurs to uh, Martin and uh, Joey's mom to look in Joey's room. They get to the door and it is there's smoke coming underneath the door and there's zizzing and zapping. And it's like, oh, it, really what it just looks like is that he's having a big smoke sesh with his favorite uh, globe from Spencer's Gifts. He's, he's like, throwing it's just, a rave. He's throwing a rave.
1: Yeah. There should be at least three lava lamps. Like, Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, uh, Joey finally manages to knock out the dummy and strangle the dummy, yep. which is so so sad. Maybe even more satisfying than burying the dummy in a shallow grave. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's if you don't like ventriloquial dummies, and I think that's most people. Mm. There's a couple scenes in this movie you're really going to enjoy, and this except is
1: one that you have to look at a ventriloquist dummy while it's happening.
0: Yes, but you do get to watch it being buried slash strangled. And spoilers burst into flame.
2: The adults finally managed to like knock on the door and be like, what's wrong? Why did you barricade the door? But the situation is safe for now. Sort of. We're okay. Joey has shibaried his dummy. And that is not a euphemism. My my notes literally say,
0: and you can check, dummy is shibaried up in the closet. Stangling from a rope,
2: got a handkerchief <laughs> over its mouth. S h uh, i b a r i e d. Oh, I use shibari apostrophe d like punked, mm, uh, Arrow. Yeah, yes, that's not that's <laughs> not me. Yes, or teen girl squad. Anyways, <laughs>
0: <sighs> that's just not how I roll. I know what a convoy is, and I don't use apostrophe ds.
1: So the next logical step is clearly to have an adults-only conversation out at the graveyard. <laughs>
0: it's like hey martin have you been to my have you been to my husband's grave
2: you should really go it's really nice this time of year first date uh dinner and some and some light uh (laughs) psychic phenomena second date (laughs) grave picnic (laughs) like like, you know
0: they made out on that grave for a little while at least
2: oh yeah you can't not (sighs) Well, it's, it's, she's it's like
0: it's okay. He's paying he's probably on the phone with Joey. He'll never notice.
2: <laughs> that's uh that's what we like to call a coming to get you, Barbara. Wink. <laughs> oh, oh. Nice.
1: Martin convinces mom uh to let him call some of his friends from university to, you know, investigate. <laughs> you know, just maybe like one or two other people. And she's like, Well, I don't want other people around the house right now. You know, Cut I'm still two. grieving. I, I don't want people in my space. <laughs> He's like, they'll be very
0: discreet.
2: You'll
1: hardly notice they're
2: there. Doodly doodly doop. We might as well, this might as well have a fucking star wipe. Like it's... it is such a, it's such a cartoon cut. Yeah. Here's a question, audience. Do you remember when all the scientists took over the house in E.T.? Well, this movie certainly does, because that is exactly what goddamn happens. The Virginia Beach University has a very well-funded psychic phenomena department. Good old UVB. Good old UVB. That might actually exist, by the way, and I apologize to anyone who goes to UVB, although I assume you're not listening to this podcast, because I assume that is a party-party school. (laughs) Hey, maybe
0: they maybe people like to listen to this in party. you don't know
2: there are le- there are less people uh in the uh, in the apartment house uh, in Starstruck than there are <laughs> so true. they really found every goddamn person in Germany who wasn't doing anything that day put a white coat on them and said, "Look, busy
1: except for the two that are supposed to be feds. Sure, they right. get to just stand there. They literally like they pull all of the furniture out of her house and replace it with computers. Oh, are so
2: intrusive! It's it's yep. just astonishing. We meet a new character who we're probably maybe not meeting for the first time because again, twenty minutes were cut from this film, so who knows? But this is mm-hmm. Dr. Hayden, the only actor in the movie who I think is allowed to use a German accent and is immediately more believable and grounded and gives like a like I think that's her voice. I think you're right. You can just tell. Like, she just seems, not to use, like, stupid acting school lingo, but, like, she just seems, like, dropped in and centered and is, like, and she's going to, she's, I believe her. I believe she's a doctor. Mm -hmm. I don't believe anybody else in this movie. I don't even believe the children are children. (laughs) But I also believe that the
0: other people in this movie forgot or, like, okay, because she's credited as Dr whatever Hayden. Hayden Hayden but the actress's first name is Barbara and her character is referred to as Barbara and I don't know if that's supposed to be her name or somebody just forgot and called her by a regular name and they were like eh
2: good enough maybe she suffers from uh this and now this is a rare Tony uh, Danza
0: syndrome
1: yes god damn it Anna
2: <laughs> sorry <laughs>
1: Anyways. Do you want
0: to do it? Do you want to make your joke the long way now?
1: Nope. The super trustworthy German scientist just has to run some tests on the child. It won't Stop. feel a thing. Just strap into this anechoic chamber with the brain monitors. They got the be, the boo, and the bop. They got
2: everything. They got the machine that goes motherfucking ping. They do. Yeah. They, it is just, it is spaghetti strainers and wires and phone cords. And they, you know what? They it looks believable. I mean, certainly we've all watched movies where it's like, "Here's our mad scientist yeah. shit," and it is. It's like *Bright of the Monster*. This is. I mean, it's it's Jerry rigged. It's but mm-hmm. I like. Yeah, I kind of believe that this is what the University of Virginia Beach would throw together.
1: Yeah, this looks like experimental brain stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, and she also tells Joey that she's met other psychic children or whatever. Like, so in this world, psychic phenomena are apparently a documented scientific fact, which maybe explains why people are blasé about it. But she's like, oh yeah, I've met other special people with special abilities like you, but we don't understand them very well, so we're really going to have to do a lot of tests on you. Just a lot.
2: Now we get a couple shots of children looking at the house. First, we see little mm-hmm. Sally with her stupid little pigtails. She's at her bicycle because the law, its if you're ripping off Spielberg at some point, a child has to stand next to a bicycle. Uh, mm-hmm. And she's concerned, like, I don't like this. Uh, and then we see all of the bullies who are all gathered there, who they're like, they all had it on their calendar. Like, today's the big day that we kidnap and torture Joey. They're all like staring at the house surrounded by a million goddamn people and cops and scientists and whatever the fuck. Uh, And uh, they're all like, we can't let this stop us. (laughs) (laughs) And I got to say, I kind of feel like at that point, these kids would be like, hey, whatever's going on at this house is totally boss and we should just like hang out and gawk at it. Like, let's throw, let us throw away our plan now because this is infinitely cooler than whatever stupid plan we were like, let's get them and let's snicker snag on them. You know, like I, whatever they were going to do. What they also don't realize is that they could
0: simply walk into the house and bully Joey and nobody would stop them. The security is a little lax. We'll get to that. <laughs> it's extremely lax.
1: Yeah. Right now, Joey's got to listen to some tape. You gotta uh, listen to some ringing. It's a tape recorded from the phone lines during the phone outage, somehow, and uh, something is supposed to happen when Joey hears it. I
0: don't think that the people who made this movie know what an outage is. If anything, there was a surplus of phoning.
2: Well, the phone, you couldn't pick it up and call your Virginia Beach pizza or, you know, Virginia oh, uh, Beach, yeah, Virginia Beach, uh, eggs and soup or whatever. They, whatever <laughs> you. Eggs soup. Eggs soup. Right. Step right up. Come on. Hey, y'all, come on down to Virginia Beach eggs and soup. We call them weddings. We got two dishes soup a la eggs and eggs a la soup. Come on down. Surely they have egg drop soup. Nope. Too foreign.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Too foreign? Okay. <laughs> correct.
2: And this definitely isn't foreign, Fräulein. No, no, no. This is Virginia Beach America. <laughs> Mark Schnell on down. Yeah!
1: <laughs> Good dog, <laughs> y'all. Come on, uh. man. The eggs and soup. <laughs> so, you know what? Horrible creature hasn't been on the screen for a while. Who's that? The dummy oh, yeah. is skittered off into the yeah. creepy old mansion. And is spying on the children who are having their let's go beat up Joey meeting. This yep. is
2: astonishing. So the head bully is now dressed up as Darth Vader. And as oh. I said, giving the, uh, you know, the Henry. Uh,
1: uh, Crispin's Day. Yeah.
2: Christmas, the saint. Today is Saint Bully's Day. And he's literally like, gentlemen, there is a bully at our school, 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 oh, school. Man. And we must take him out, 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 unless we are considered the wusses, wusses, wusses. Let us do this. <laughs> and
0: he's like, look, I have, I ha- we have gonna all- approach from this. It's Patton. <laughs> it's just... It's that thing that they do in movies where, where where they make little, it's like, it's a, honestly, it's pretty Charlie Brown. Because I can see mm. Lioness or Peppermint Patty having a map like this and like bossing or Lucy bossing everybody around and being like, all right, all right, Sally, you approach
1: from the east
0: flank. Yes.
1: So this is the new Hope Death Star attack yes, planning meeting.
2: Shit. This kid. Okay, Shit, Corey, kid- no, stop. I'm sorry, and I have to interrupt you. That never okay. even fucking occurred to me for one second that that's what they were doing. Because I was just yeah. so like, this is crazy that these kids stayed up all night and made a map. They should be doing literally anything else with their time.
1: <laughs> and one of them's got like a little pilot's helmet on. Yep. One's dressed dressed no, in no, a no, no, Stormtrooper.
0: You look. <laughs> I can't okay. believe I didn't notice that. Gold
1: Star, you watched the movie good.
0: Well done. I think this main kid who is dressed as Darth Vader is basically like his his attitude towards Star Wars is basically like Barney Stinson's attitude towards uh the karate Kid where he thinks Darth Vader is the lead character in the Star Wars trilogy, and Luke Skywalker is the villain who unfortunately yeah.
2: prevails at the end. He's mm-hmm. a bullshit bully kid that actually that scans fine, oh sure, yeah.
1: And at this point, uh, the dummy decides to intervene and save Joey's life from all of these villains by collapsing the house on top of himself. I guess.
0: I don't know what his motivation is for this, for doing this, unless he's trying to lure, I guess maybe he knows that Joey will come and save them, question mark. Or maybe he's just an asshole and he wanted to kill some kids.
2: Look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. If, you're, if you're an anteater, you eat ants, right? Okay, sure. If you're yep. little if you're little Miss Muffet, you eat curds and whey. And mm-hmm. if you are a devil doll from hell, you eat the souls of little children. That's just what you do. You inhale little children's souls. They're like, it's like a Whitman sampler. And that is so it doesn't matter at the end of the day, is it Joey's soul? Is it Sally's soul? No. I got a bunch of kids here. I can fuck them up and I can probably eat their souls, yum, yum, yum. That's what's And they don't have
0: psychic power, so they'll probably be a lot easier to deal with. Easy. They probably won't strangle me and put me in erotic rope bondage.
2: blah the w goes and and the the pinball machine freaks out and the jukebox starts playing and the house starts collapsing on itself and sally sees this from the distance troubles are brewing at the old (laughs) gross evil ventriloquist house (laughs) time to just walk by all of the people
0: and the scientists were like hey the levels are spiking over here weird yeah and, and sally just wanders on in
2: it made me. It, it's a. Uh, it's a uh, mystery science theater joke for sure, but it made me think of all the Gamma movies where, uh, as long as you're a child, you have level yeah. twelve clearance to any, <laughs> any secure any secured area. That is true. The most. The most Sally gets is there's like a there's like some guy, some science talking dude who like casually looks up from his clipboard and is like. Oh, hey, little girl! You're not supposed to be in here. Ooh, did somebody bring Krispy Kremes? Gotta go, Ziz. Yes. <laughs> Sally walks.
0: <laughs> yep, right up, right up to Joey in his in his uh, in his science chair. It's his like spaghetti. There's a little spaghetti strainer on his head. There's there's trouble. The bad kids know I talked to you. And he's like, all right. And they just wander up to his room and nobody notices or cares. Not a soul. That, they're, a... that the literal reason why they are there has the reason for the season. wandered off.
1: Well, when the dummy started using his magic mind powers to collapse the mansion roof, uh, they started getting some readings, some very interesting so readings. And they've got to focus to on those street. readings and crunch those numbers because they might have something very interesting. There's literally about 50 people
0: in
2: that room, and not a one of
0: them notices that their research subject is gone. Evil.
2: They go up to Joey's room, and Joey's like, Well, I know who's behind this. I think somebody's maybe enjoying our quote unquote session a little too much. Opens <laughs> the door to the closet.
1: <laughs> the dummy is gone. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the Which we knew summer. already.
2: They yep. do. They, did this in reverse, right? Like yeah. we already know the dummy's not there. Well, but it's they don't sp- know it's dramatic irony. I, I guess? <laughs> it's dramatic irony, forgive me, is dramatic irony true. when something doesn't work? <laughs> no,
0: dramatic irony is when the audience knows something that the characters don't. Oh, it's, a, it's an unguffing. They're like, I the dummy's know. totally in there, right? Nope. To be fair, it's- when they open up the closet, they expect it to be gone. <laughs> The classing—they I mean, the, should at least check just in case. Maybe there's <laughs> some different evil dummy involved.
1: Oh, hang on! <laughs> Where there's one, there's two.
0: That's the <laughs> sequel. They, always, they travel. They look. They walk single file. they their numbers.
2: Ha! Huh. We throw back to the bullies, and now the house is just collapsing around them, and they run down endless corridor after endless corridor, which. Don't look undifferent from when Dummy was like, hey, Joey, you want to talk to your dad? Well, let me open this door. And we see that there is also a weird stone core, the, the the closet's turned into a weird stone corridor. There is mythology and world building that has assuredly been cut out of this movie mm-hmm. because what it seems, and we'll, and they will show this in a couple shots, Mm. Is that the world that the dummy and the dad seem to inhabit is a giant stone hell maze there's a leviathan in the in the middle it's all very cool looking and it looks like like if it was look if this was on an album cover the pmrc would ban it like right away but like <laughs> it's metal as shit but I'll be goddamned if I had any idea what it was oh, what yeah, the rules no. of it are like oh. this is that's all, any ounce of world building is gone. But it's like, uh, hey, the house is evil now. It got an evil labyrinth. What are you gonna do? This stuff happens all the time. Is this before or after labyrinth?
0: It must be after, there's no possible way. Do you want, do you want me to actually find, oh, fine. Yeah,
1: if, while you're doing that, can you look to see if it's after Stalker and Solaris?
0: <laughs> it's definitely after Stalker and Solaris. <laughs> That's not the issue.
1: The bullies have the great idea to split up. <laughs> yep, let's we'll split up so we can all confront
0: our greatest fears. Guess what, guys? Labyrinth came out the year after, so this may have expired.
2: Rip Labyrinth. off!
0: They ripped up. No. Obviously, There's Labyrinth. No way. Jim Labyrinth Henson... was definitely filming while this was uh, oh. absolutely <laughs> this not was being released.
2: Jim Henson was hanging out in his apartment, smoking a J, <laughs> thinking about how great it is to not receive medical care for anything ever, and. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, in jolly old England. Hey, what's this movie? Well, it's a, an evil labyrinth. Why? I should put that. I also, am Marvin the Martian. And he walked outside and bumped into David Bowie. He's like, David, I have this great idea. <laughs> but then, for no reason, they sing Little Drummer Boy. <laughs> but, but, Bowie's, but Bowie has to put his own spin on it. <laughs> ah. Uh. Uh. Uh, wow! Anyway, what a So mess. the kids split up. The kids yes. split up, and they start just opening random doors in the labyrinth, and they are confronted with their greatest fears. I guess, or I don't know, something split, scary. Because
1: some it's like the kid something opens scary. the door, and it's just a bottomless abyss, and then a giant rock snake is there trying to shove its giant face through the door. There's a mummy. Yep. It's
2: a yes and no to what Anna just said because it seems like, and actually, I feel like it's said at some point, like. The dummy is just feeding off your fears or something. Mm. Uh, but it is half that the kids are being confirmed. And who knows? Maybe for a couple of these kids, like, and we just never heard, like, one kid hates dinosaurs and one kid hates snakes. But the pudgy kid, he opens a door and there is an evil goddamn hamburger monster. That's just like, rom, 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 rom. it's uh, oh, so it, I think we can assume this also came out after Better Off Dead. You've eaten so many hamburgers now, how about we eat you? <laughs> but they don't, they don't say that, they just sort of implied, like, well, it's a fat kid, so obviously it's food <laughs> that's gonna be his
0: punishment. So he's in Rand McNally, is what you're
2: saying, yes. Uh, and then another, and then the Darth Vader kid opens the door, and oh no, it's Darth Vader. Darth Freaking Vader. Literally fucking Darth Vader. Darth which Vader. is astonishing. And by the way, yeah. and you might think, oh, well, they must have changed a couple things on the outfit or changed the color of the lightsaber. So it's that nope, 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 Mm-mm. nope. Oh, it's just Darth Vader.
1: You, you know, this is the this is the fear cave. This is the Star Wars Fear Cave. On <laughs> yeah, Dagobah.
0: <right>. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If that kid had cut off
1: Darth Vader's head, it would have been his head and the helmet. <laughs>
0: But he just runs away from his hero, apparently.
1: There's also a lot of flashing lights, like a lot, a lot yeah, of flashing lights. and every time
0: lights. something scary happens, you see a, they cut to a shot of the dummy so that you know that the dummy's doing something, I guess, making all this happen. But yep. also appears to be able to teleport to various parts of the labyrinth at will. Anyway, so the police have showed up at Joey's place because Joey's missing, and then they find out that the other kids are missing. And they do not decide to check the creepy mansion that's two blocks away.
2: No, they don't.
0: They go to somewhere
2: else. Boss, we've been everywhere. We've been, uh, we've been to the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We went to uh-huh. the phones outside of the Krispy Kreme. Oh, we yeah. went were to they there? Cl- we, nope. We went to a classroom. Oh. Dang uh, it. And then we went uh, and then we watched footage of the Virginia Beach coastline. <laughs> because, did of you? course, none of that was shot. <laughs> we never were present you? for that. So we just screened that and we did not see him mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Did
1: you all uh, check that creepy mansion on the hill? Aw, uh, nothing ever happens in a big creepy mansion. Anyways, good and tag, y'all! Joey and Pigtail Girl meet up with the bullies, and the bullies are all like, It's terrifying here. It's very scary. And then a giant ventriloquist dummy head emerges from above the labyrinth walls.
2: And Joey's like,
1: wait a minute. He's just feeding on our fears. That's it. You ain't yeah, mm-hmm. the boss of me. Yeah. And then the dummy is just like Oh, and then it goes back down. Oh,
2: nobody loves me. You have no power over me. Henson stole <laughs> uh-huh. from Ember. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Done. Settled. Dig him up. We're all
0: going to court. Then they go into a scene from 2001, A Space Odyssey, where they're in a liminal room. that has an armchair and an exit door. And the dummy is sitting on the arm of the chair. And Joey goes around to confront him. And then a weird staticky ghost magician shows up and is like, don't believe the dummy, he's evil, he's trapped me
2: there. And the dummy's like, no, he's the liar. He trapped me here. One of us always lies and one of us always tells the, oh, my God. But there's only one door. <laughs> 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 we're oh, to- we're <laughs> terrible at well, this. Well,
0: that's, that's the genius of Henson is he knows how to
2: elaborate. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, uh, there's a bunch of stuff. Here's what happened. We're gonna, the movie now explains to us why all of this happened. And it's really simple. And if you don't understand this, obviously you've never watched movies before. When Joey contacted his father, which he didn't because the phone started ringing first, which Joey must have done subconsciously. When Joey and his father made contact, they created a shift in the reality of what separates our world from the spirit realm just long enough to wake up the evil dummy who lives two blocks away (laughs) and cause
1: the dummy to create all sorts of havoc. And And also the dummy was possessed by an evil spirit a long time ago and ruined my life. I'm I'm a ventriloquist. We've all met me. (laughs) Old ventriloquist man, Fletcher.
0: Anyway, you have to go meet your dad and go through the door to get to the spirit plane where or heaven or something. So just where go your dad right is. on ahead and walk be, into the, the light. Just the walk labyrinth.
1: directly into the light and the dummy's like, No, don't listen to him and Pigtail Girl is like, No, no don't, do it. It. don't do it. It's gross over there. It's don't evil, do what mom, anyone mom, says.
2: Mom, Dad, don't touch it, it's evil.
0: <laughs> anyway, Joey's like, fuck all that and he goes through the door.
1: And, <laughs> and a little whoopy spirit energy <laughs> thing goes from the dummy to Joey, and then the dummy catches on fire and his face melts. Satisfying. Yeah.
2: Then things get very 60s Kubrick. We throw to a topographical map of the <laughs> Earth in negative? photo negative, maybe? Is that, <laughs> is that what it? that is? Yeah. It's oh. either that. It's either that or the opening credits to the goddamn
1: Tomorrow People. I got no idea, It friends. is colorful and the inside of a sphere. And then Incense like, and
0: Peppermint starts playing. I wanted to throw up a little bit. And then Joey is in this long hallway of opening doors, and it's all blue and wavy. And it, mm-hmm. and in the la- when the last mm-hmm. door opens, it's full of bright white light. Anyway, the cops have still are still looking everywhere except the place where they probably should be looking. They're like, oh, we've looked everywhere. We covered this, boss. Like, can't we can we go get some crispy cream now? He promised. They're Krispy creamin'.
1: <laughs> ich bin <ein> donut. <laughs> there it is. Nice.
2: Back and to the left. Nice. <laughs> The bullies and Sally find the limp corpse, or maybe damn near death body of Joey. And what they do, they pick him up and shake him around real good. Hey, yeah. make sure to make sure to support his head by doing this. one. Oh, they listened to the last episode. They did. What they do? Quick, we got to get him back and have his mom stick
1: his head in a fishbowl and pour ice cubes oh, yeah. in it. So they, the clear of them, Splash. all of them holding a limb and maybe a spine yeah. or two. Uh, <laughs> Drag Joey to the cops. The cops call an ambulance. Mom shakes Joey repeatedly to maybe bring him yeah. back to life.
0: The German scientist lady is like, uh, you know what we should do? Just bring him into the house. It's, we don't have time to
1: get to a hospital. We're all scientists here. That's basically doctors. The ambulance arrives. They do CPR, more or less. They're like, airways, make sure the airways are open. Check those airways. So... I scrubbed through the last,
2: I scrubbed through the last like 15, 20 minutes of the German version because I was like, I feel like this is the place where they cut the most stuff. Uh, Thinking that there was actually going to be a scene between Joey and his dad Oh, in the spirit hallway. Like contact. Oh, like contact. (laughs) This, this is what happens in the German version. This is the part that they cut out. Okay. There's everything exactly the same. Wow. Ooh. Uh, I think the Rams won tonight. Uh, whenever you hear this, this is the evening when the Super Bowl is being played in Los Angeles, um, and I feel like we're going to be hearing a lot of sirens tonight because uh, there's going to be some to do downtown. I just have a we're feeling. Talk, no, Mermaids was last week. My mistake. Um, anyways, sirens. Uh, no, okay. What What did the sirens make me forget? What the fuck were we talking? <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> uh, the last twenty minutes of the film. So the kid he walks down the spirit hallway. And in the German version, he sees something in the shadows and says, Dad? And then they cut to the <laughs> kids like finding his body or something, uh, or the cops being lost. And that is what they cut for the that's one of the things they cut for the american version the actual utterance of the line dad the other thing that they cut is another what seems like full minute and a half of very extensive trying to bring the child back to life like literally Uh, they got paddles they're like doing a trick i'm not surprised that got cut to be honest it seems a little intense yeah it it's fine that they got rid of that the thing that it's weird that they cut was him like the entire punchline of the movie, which is like, "Oh, this kid saw yeah. his dad in the spirit world," I guess, maybe.
1: Mm-hmm. So they try him to get. They're, they're trying to get him to be not
2: mostly dead.
1: German scientist lady is like, "Don't worry, kids. He's totally alive and fine. He'll be up and at him at any minute. Just to give me all of the details about ring! the
0: just, ring. Just go be interviewed by TV. Ring." <laughs> Just tell everybody about the hamburgers you saw.
1: It's the psychoanalysts doing the interviews because they're filming every single thing that happens.
0: Oh, I thought it was news crews. That makes slightly more sense, but only slightly. And That's when we find out that Darth Vader is that one kid's hero.
2: Right. Here's another interesting thing from the German version. In the German version, they're like, who did you see? And the kid says, Darth Vader. And in this... Ah! It, and this is you. like, <laughs> my hero. Right. And I feel like that... Not on like... Not like, uh Bart calling Mo. Uh this movie definitely uses IP freely. Uh but <laughs> that was That was good. Yep. Great. Good one. Thank you everyone. Uh but uh <laughs> This is the one time in the dub that they were like, we better not say Darth Vader or we're going to get in trouble.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, we better play it close to the best, guys. Maybe no one will notice Darth
2: Vader's in our film. <laughs> so, as, so as Corey was, Corey, can you do me a favor? Because uh, we cut back to uh, we cut back to Dr. German person, uh, Dr. Hayden. Corey, just go ahead and say again uh, uh, what, what she's telling all of the kids in Little Sally.
1: Oh, don't worry. He'll be fine. Ring, ring. Phone for Dr. German. joey went into the light
0: (laughs) yeah sally's like hey so joey went into the bright bright light so i don't know anyway oh stormer brewing evil clouds (laughs) that are magical question mark guys guys i have important news about joey everybody quiet on down i have really important news you're gonna need to hear this he died
2: he's dead the child is dead and is never coming the ch- back.
0: The child is dead.
2: Speaking, uh, speaking had a of name. Mac and Me. <laughs> you know, I
0: haven't seen Mac and Me. Have you, Corey? Oh, God, no. don't make
1: us watch Mac and Me. I've seen clips from it. It's You know what? You... It's, we're
2: not that podcast. We're not going to... Everybody <laughs> else is taking a swing at Mac and Me. What if we, what if we
1: watch The Sandwich instead?
2: I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what that is either.
1: Sorry, I was thinking about the Sand Fairy or Five Children and It.
2: Uh oh!
0: Um, Unless you're Paul Rudd, you are not getting me to watch Mac and Me.
2: Um, <laughs> okay, so Joey is now Whoa. Joey is now lying in state in his bed, and the bullies are like, hey, can, we, "Can we go can show we go, us go, his go? face?" Oh, because he's got the fucking thing over. He's got the sheet over his face. And the bullies are like, we need to know he's dead. So we know that we've won. (laughs) This is what we wanted. These children parade into the dead boy's room and look at his dead body.
0: And say they're sorry they were terrible bullies now that he's dead. Little late for Lenny.
1: And there's, I think, one of the missing spots. Because the lead bully is like, he would have been a good leader. Like, maybe he was trying to take over their gang. And maybe that's why they hate him.
2: Oh, you think it was secession? It <laughs> <laughs>
1: was trying to
2: do a hostile takeover of Bullies LLC. Maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I just took it as was just like, look, you showed some real stones in there, like dying for all of us, even though we hate you, and we- even even though when Joey and Sally first discover uh, the bullies in the evil labyrinth, the bullies' first instinct is to be like what's up jerk how are you It's like oh these guys (laughs) hey welcome to the welcome to the labyrinth of hell and needles asshole what are you doing here (laughs) we're
1: all scared but you're gonna be way more scared because
2: you're a baby wait till the centibites show up at least one kid in there is like, Hey, uh, Hey Joey, what's up? Uh, we like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I never you guys... really had any beef
0: with you. I just went yeah. along with these guys for the ride.
2: we <laughs> I mean, Um, but now all of them are just lining up and, you know, just like saying, you know, Snoopy come homing him just like, yeah, well, we're going to miss you so much. It's another, it's yet another reception line for this child's corpse. Yeah. Now, this kid <laughs> can't do anything without a row of people walking by him and giving their opinion about how he did. That's his real superpower. <laughs> Great death. Good death, man. Hey, good death. Good death. We'll see you later. <laughs> yep. And then they walk by the mom. Hey, sorry for your loss. Sorry for your oh, loss. No. Sorry for your loss.
1: He's with his dad now. And Charlie the robot is like inert. And that and might Martin- be because the mom put it in the in the dishwasher <laughs> earlier. <laughs> I guess so.
0: Yeah. Anyway, Martin's like, this seems like a good time to put the old moves on mom. Now, now that you don't have, you know, I could be your son after a new husband. To be. Oh, wow.
2: I'm into it. I'm looks sorry. like, looks like I'm the only man this. in your life now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, it's Martin. Little tongue. This is Martin. Martin's the mastermind. If the end, of, <laughs> if this. <laughs> This movie has a very abrupt ending, and then I will pitch my end to this movie after that. Basically, you're saying you want a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead with Martin.
1: I wanted Martin to, you know, definitely creepily put his arm around the widow's shoulder and now grieving mother. And second, I wanted him to be like, hey, I'm Martin Fletcher, the dead ventriloquist's son. I arranged this whole thing.
0: (laughs) Because I was secretly in love with
1: it you. It all makes
2: sense. It's all. It all ties back into each other. And then he turns to the camera for the classic thriller shot, and he looks right at the camera, and he opens his eyes. Dummy eyes. <laughs> Big, stupid dummy eyes that go chunk, 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 chunk. What if now they're it. like two dummy heads? Uh, <laughs> oh and, then cl- and then you close up on the eyes of one oh, of the, the dummy eyes. heads, yep. and it's three no. dummy heads. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's just dummies all the way down. It's this movie. Dummies all the way down. But
0: what? Here's what
2: actually. That could have happened. Here's what. But here's what actually happened. Communism was a red herring. Wrong movie. A ball lights up. We get through
0: one episode without a clue reference. I will
2: um A ball lights up in the room. The dog goes. Sally's pigtails go flittily flu and she smiles uh, because apparently that's her love language. And then Charlie, and Charlie wakes, wakes up. up. Yeah. He's got bee-boo-bops. Zap zoop zap. I'm back. I'm Charlie. How's it going? Um all of the doctors kind of run towards Joey's room as like toys and shit come flying out at them. We got you. What do you want? You want TIE fighters? You want X-Wing fighters? You want Donald and Daffy? It's fucking it's the IP fucking want a fire hose. helmet lamp? <laughs> Whatever. We got it. Yeah. What do you want? A
1: Snickers bar? Sure. That's there too. Who gives a shit? every single toy in that child's room flies composited down the hallway and then up into the cloud where it gets a red spark and then comes back down into the room so we see the millennium falcon leave and we see the millennium falcon come back
0: you know Uh, this is maybe not the right point to note this but this kid has a lot of toys uh and i'm just wondering like his mom appears to be unemployed so i wonder it was his dad like a stockbroker or something because that kid's got that—that that kid had an absent father who definitely tried to buy his love. Wow. Hmm. Just saying. Anyway, he's got. Look, I didn't have that many toys when I was his age. He's got. An, he's got. A, look, he's got an ATAT. All right, those are
2: those do not come cheap. That walks very. Conv- that is some. It's some nice little stop <laughs> yep. motion you
1: did there, movie. They break into the bedroom finally, and Joey opens his eyes. End of movie.
0: A the eyes they zoom in a little bit and free, then do the
2: grandiest freeze frame I have ever seen in my life. Almost as if credits that's not the end of this movie.
0: Do you have a special, yeah? What did your German eyes
2: see? Yeah, what did you... <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll, uh, uh, well, well, <laughs> fraulein. Um, my uh, my I think partially Germanized, um, uh, got to be a little in there, I think, uh, but uh. What seems to happen is, is that the basically everything that we saw happens. The only difference is nobody goes into the room and Joey's eyes don't open. The last shot of the German version huh. is that the door is all lit up and everybody's standing and staring at it like, what's going on in there? And then Sally takes tenuous steps towards the door, opens it, and then the screen gets real small and disappears into nothingness and then the credits roll. Wow, holy crud. You can go on YouTube and look at this right now. I I ain't lying. Um, And I guess that they saw that and went, that's a weird, abrupt ending. What we should do is jerry-rig footage of this boy opening his eyes in this bed, probably grabbed when the kid didn't know he was being filmed. But then the other weird thing is that the German version ends very abruptly. We should do that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we don't, they don't really have any other footage. So. Honor the filmmaker's decision. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Roel Hamrick is an auteur and we don't want
2: to mess with him too much. It's as if they cut this movie on a paper cutter with just one bit of like, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> there, we're done. The end It's amazing.
1: Der Enden. It's just- it's almost Amazing. like someone jammed three OVAs together. It's just like here's a kid with psychic <laughs> powers. And now oh here's God, a here's yes. a dummy. Here's a ventriloquist dummy. And now it's like close encounters. It's like one of those anime summary movies
0: where they try to do like the whole series. Yes. It's like it's like Death and Reverse movie Vangelia. <laughs> Except without the framing sequences. <laughs> This movie is so dense and weird and slides out of my brain like it was coated in goose fat.
2: <laughs> this is one of those movies that I it feels not 100% fair to pick on it. And this is the thing. Mystery Science Theater, I guess fair, isn't it? Because I don't want to assign a value judgment to it. Mystery Science Theater is kind of famous for taking movies that were either cut or re-edited for television by people Mm -hmm. who were not the filmmakers, dubbed by people who were not the filmmakers, you know, and sort of messed around so they don't make any sense. And then either the network or best brains themselves would further cut down the movie to obviously take out stuff that you can't have on television and so it's a little it's my favorite show in the world and so I'm like I'm not I'm not I'm certainly not like I'm not throwing rocks at it but it it is a much easier setup To make fun of a movie that not only you yourself have edited for content, but has been fucking destroyed by people who weren't the creative team. So it's a bad movie. And maybe if we see the full German version, it's still going to be bad. But I got to say that I think this movie gets like a consolation prize or a miscongeniality or something like that because it's pretty okay. I think the cuts and the dubbing make it stupid and it's a lot easier to say a movie with dumb cuts and dumb dubbing is stupid. It's not brilliant mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's a this is one of those movies that it feels a little unfair as opposed to something like say peanut butter solution mm-hmm. which is all, like we like we all said the cleanest cutting room floor in all of Canada like they put <laughs> that was that person's vision every single second of that person's vision was in that movie and it's sort of like, this is the thing that you made and it's real goofy and we're going to make fun of it. I don't know what they set out to mm. do with this because I, uh, because we just don't know. Again, I love mystery science theater. I know that uh, a couple of people associated with the show listen to this. We love your show. But
1: like... It's a a fish-in-a-barrel thing. Anyways, blah, blah, blah. What'd y'all think of the picture? This movie is a roller coaster, and I loved the effects and all of the little stop-motion-y bits and the really ridiculous flying knives and especially the labyrinth. Like, that's just a weird turn. It comes out of nowhere. Right. I just wish it was a little more focused on, I guess, some of the character drama, like... Maybe establishing why anything is happening or getting into a little bit of, I don't know, the grief (laughs) processing. You can do that without detracting from it being like a fun popcorn adventure for kids.
2: I would like to make a suggestion because the German version is on YouTube and can be accessed. I would like us to do, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be tomorrow or next week. I'd like us to do an addendum episode on this. I watched the German okay. version and just have like, like a 15 minute conversation about it. Just so it's like, and then we can like be like, Oh, as it turns out, this movie's crap. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Mystery science. Sorry, everybody for making fun of it. No, it's dumb. It's dumb as dog, Nick. We're sorry. <laughs> <I> apologize. <laughs> I'm okay with this. Yeah. Um, Final thoughts, Anna. This was your selection. (laughs) Sure. Morton Morton Downey Jr.'s final thoughts. (laughs) Morton Downey Jr.? He always had like a wrap-up. Him, Jerry Springer, all those shows. Okay. Okay. These are my final thoughts. Cigarettes. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway.
0: um, hmm. I can totally understand why I saw this when I was a kid and why I didn't remember it very well. I do think of the things that we have watched from my childhood that I did not remember very well, this is probably the best one. A thousand percent. It's definitely better than Babes in Toyland, but (laughs) watching paint dry is better than Babes in Toyland. Uh, I think it edges, it it edges that peanut butter solution just because it looks better and it doesn't drag as much because it doesn't have time to drag because things just keep happening constantly. And I don't know, I I don't, I don't dislike it. It's weird. Um, I understand a lot better why it's weird now that I know that it's a cut down version and yeah, a lot of, a lot of the stuff that, that makes it bad is not the movie's fault. It's the localization, if you will. So I don't know. Yes, I think it's, I'm glad, you know what? I'm glad I watched it again. It's definitely of the better and more interesting side of the kind of weird crap I had to watch when I was a kid, for sure. Hmm. Like, yeah. I would, I mean, I think on one side you have weird semi-forgotten stuff like this. And on the other side, you have weird justifiably forgotten stuff like Babes in Toyland, which was just bad and nobody should remember it. Right. Where Whereas this is like in another world where like maybe maybe they actually made it in this, in, in the US and it didn't get chopped up. And it like went through like maybe you know maybe maybe Spielberg executive produced it and it was like a Gremlin style thing. Then you know it would probably be part of the regular pantheon, honestly.
2: There were a lot of uh, spoons in this pot of thin Toronto chicken noodle soup, uh, stirring (laughs) stirring it about. Definitely one hundred percent the decision on the filmmakers and producers' part to set this in fake America with uh fake americans and you know and look at all of our look at all of our brands that was that's super dumb and silly and like no like even if and i'm sure in the completely uncut version the only difference there is that at least they will be speaking German. Yeah. So it's It's like, well, I can, you know, it's like, it's the dumb voices that make it, that just really make it feel like the dream realm. Yeah. It doesn't help at all. <laughs> it's it sure just doesn't. really
0: like, it's already a movie. That's a sort of weirdly disjointed and the voices just push it further into that. Like weird realm of like, is this a real movie that really ha- like, okay. When, when I was a teen, I, I, saw uh the adventures of baron munchausen for the first time and i hadn't heard of it before and i watched it and i had this real disconnect because i'm like this is obviously a very expensive movie with a lot of famous people in it how have i not heard of this this is very like did this come from an alternate universe and i have that it's the same feeling where they're like where it's like this is so just off in some way like it feels like it must have come from somewhere mm. else and it kind of it kind of does because it comes from like a nowhere land where it's not really german it's not really american they're trying to do a lot of stuff the dubbing doesn't help it it's but on the other hand it looks good when the story makes sense it's an interesting story also they did not know how to sell it because um there's Trailers on the the only special features on the DVD are trailers. Uh, and I watched one of the trailers and I'm like, how the fuck did they sell this movie? And they make it seem like it's an alien encounter movie in the trailer because they're like, Joey's dad just died. And mysterious things are happening. And what's no, in this closet? It no, 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 must no, be an E.T. No. <laughs> because this movie really wants to be like the psychic powers E.T. basically.
2: It's E.T. and Poltergeist.
0: Yeah, it's E.T. and Poltergeist had a baby.
2: Yeah, with a big ladle of Star Wars, and thank you, Corey, yeah. for point. I'm still blown away by the fact that that's the run on the Death Star. doing. The, God damn it, that's mm-hmm. a good call. Hooray for Corey!
0: Yay. And good. if like like just like imagine if it had actually like cohered properly, and it would have been like like as a kid, I would have been like, oh man, this is all this cool stuff together. This is great. And I absolutely like. And I absolutely remember all the bullying because it probably hit hit home for me sure. at the time. But like, literally, one of the things I remembered, and I remember trying to explain this film to friends in high school and asked if they would seen it. And I'm like, Yeah, these kids bully this guy, this kid because his dad's dead. And my friends were like, What, really? <laughs> like, they bully him because he's got a dead parent. I'm like, That's how I remember it, guys. And that's basically what happened. So yeah, uh, um, I think it's worth a look, even if it's it's weird form. Uh, and it's like i would 100% rather rewatch this than watch batteries not included which is a boring slog
2: oh yeah yeah a lot <laughs> so a, there's that <laughs> a lot of that like off brand amblin from the 198 like the later 80s it's just like uh no the, you you're using an, you're using an old recipe with expired ingredients you're not good at this anymore
0: and at least you know at least this movie is consistently interesting no matter no matter what it's a 100 it's a not 100, 80 minutes that will keep your attention aside from the opening credits and, and a long
2: shot of the, a long push and shot of the house. Like I said, my favorite Roland Emmerich movie, like it's not even, it's not even a competition. <laughs> I mean, it's not probably tied with Godzilla for me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Independence Day is all right, I guess, but like- I hate Independence Day with a fiery passion. The one and only time I saw it was at a drive-in, and mm. so, mm. and I have such nice memories of that. It was the weird- This is also, speaking of things about to disappear, uh, because we're almost done here. Uh, it, <laughs> the, I think I saw one of the last screenings at a drive-in ever, because the double feature was, uh, was that and uh, my best friend's wedding. The hmm. old Independence Day, my best friend, two great chases. Is that, that go- the, is that the order they showed them in? It is.
0: Interesting. <laughs> you know what? I'm okay with that because after you see
2: Independence Day, it's really good to watch a good movie too. I must've gone home and watched something after that. So yeah, sure. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, <you know, laughs> my, my best friend's wedding is
0: fine. What's, what's your problem with my best friend's Okay. Listen, this, this is not within, this is not within the confines of our podcast right now. <laughs> and you've seen it. So I can't make you watch it again. Thank God. Uh, <laughs>
2: We did it. Tell the nice people about yourself, Anna.
0: Oh, hi. I'm Anna Wasserman. uh, And I'm on the internet, (laughs) Twitter, and Instagram at goldsarcasmium. I sometimes can be found in creepy mansions looking for dummies to take home. Sure. uh, With my my friend,
2: not Archie D2. I'm Josh A. Kagan, and you can find me on Instagram at... Josh A. (laughs) Kagan.
1: I'm Coriander Dickinson and I'm terminally online. Thank you all for listening.
2: (laughs) 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 (sighs) The next movie is
1: 2021 Spencer, about Princess Diana, starring Kristen Stewart.